This is the NTT IndyCar Series. From Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas. Texas Motor Speedway, another one that I'm super thankful we're still racing at. It's fast. I mean, you're dizzy for, for a few hours after the race. It's an awesome track. I uh, hope uh, with the new changes IndyCar's done for the downforce and stuff, we can perhaps make some uh, bigger moves. With live flag-to-flag coverage, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Plenty of questions as we prepare for race number two on the 2022 campaign. Can Scott McLaughlin, the St. Pete winner, continue his hot start? Can Pato Award go back-to-back? Can five-time Texas winner Scott Dixon continue his mastery here? More important, can anyone venture out of the traditional racing group and find a highlight? Once the key to winning at Texas. Hello, everyone. I'm Mark James. Welcome to today's Expel 375. And uh, some big news right off the top. Jack Harvey has not been cleared to drive by the IndyCar medical team following his crash in yesterday's final practice for the Expel 375. He was checked and released by IndyCar, but after a reevaluation this morning, the team was advised he would not be cleared to participate in today's race. Santino Ferrucci, who competed in five races for the team in 2021, will compete in the number 45 high V entry today. He just turned about nine practice laps. We hope to hear from Santino Ferrucci, but let's hear from many of the 26 Six other drivers making up the field today. We'll start with Michael Young. Arena VK stands here. That's those pretty sweet cowboy boots. I saw the hat. I didn't see the boots. When did you get those? I got those, uh, what is it, last Friday. Yeah. So they're not even broken in yet. You're going to get calluses oh. on your feet. First time I'm wearing them. But, uh, yeah, I will put my, my normal racing boots on when I get in the car. Good man. Thoughts on that final practice session. Obviously, conditions kind of equaling that. It's already kind of warm here in Texas. Yeah, I think we had a good uh, good practice. Car feels good in race trim. Uh, I think it's all going to be managing tires and uh, trying not to get many vibrations in the tires. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, and uh, I think we can definitely charge forward. We wish you all the best today. Thank you. Renis VK will start on the outside of row number four. Let's go to Jake Query. Elio Castroneves is in car 06. Fitting, he will start sixth. Renis VK is wearing that cowboy hat. That's an Elio Castroneves move, isn't it? I, I mean, obviously, everyone has your own personality. I like to wear the cowboy boy hat after the race not before the race so uh, hopefully uh it worked out for us but uh, you know the auto nation series xm Marty wolf car was actually not bad we were able to find a good groove and um yeah conditions now is the same for everyone a little windy uh, compared to yesterday but um yes yeah, it should be fun all right we wish you the best of luck we'll look for the hat afterwards i like that elio castroneves michael Felix Rosenquist, he got his second pull of his NTT career. He's going to be bringing the field down this afternoon. Uh, after the pop and circumstance yesterday, any celebration last night, or were you back to business? Yeah, it's back to back to reality. You know, we have a we have a 248 laps ahead of us, so uh, it's a it's a long uh, it's a long day here for sure. Uh, but yeah, we have the best view going into turn one, and that's uh, honestly the biggest chance that anything can happen is turn one. So I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, just have to kind of feel out the strategy, and I think we we'll also have a really good position to to do a good strategy from the front. You know, you don't have to risk massively, so uh, should be a good one. I think the car felt good in practice and uh, overall no uh, big concerns yet do you to, to get it done in three laps you have to do 62 la- or three stops 62 laps can you do that with the tires uh it's gonna be on the limit i think yesterday it was it looked like a few guys had a lot of dig i think we were 
Uh, like the tires didn't look great, but I, I think you can probably do because yesterday no one ran new tires. So uh, yeah, let's see. Best of luck. Thank you, man. Felix Rosequist bringing them down for the start of the race today. Let's go back to Jay Query. Roman Grosjean starts 13th. It's interesting. Seems like forever ago that I recall you saying after one of the rides on an oval, you know, got a little bit dizzy from it. But you look comfortable in that DHL machine. How was your day yesterday? How's the car? Yeah, it was good. Uh, first time on a speedway qualifying, so learning a lot with my teammates, which is great. Uh, we worked as hard as we could for the race, but obviously uh, just want to go, uh, you know, want to do a lot of laps today, 248, and uh, make sure that they get a lot of experience and hopefully some points at the end. Appreciate it. Roman Grosjean rolls off 13th. Michael? Pato Ward just spoke with his teammate. We're talking about stops, Pato. Can you get 62 laps out of a set of tires to make this a three-stopper? Yeah, man. I mean, I think you got to extend it out to like 62-ish laps per stint to make it in a three-stopper. I mean, it all really comes to play on, on when the yellows fall, if yellows fall. So I think what we need to do is just kind of get into a rhythm, have a good start, settle in, and then uh, really start just seeing what everybody else around us is doing and then, you know, making calls from there. Can't wait to see what kind of action you're going to put out there today. Best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks, man. Pato Award starts on the outside of row number five. Back to you, Jake. Alexander Rossi starts 12th. Real quick question for you. You are always seemingly very calm, cool, and collected. Do you get nervous? No, I don't think so. Um, I tell people the day's going to go one of two ways, right? Either good or bad. So, you know, we, we just want to put our best foot forward and, and hopefully get a good result for the 27 Auto Nation Napa team and uh, move on to Long Beach. You said yesterday that if there was an inch, you were going to take it on the outside. Is it going to be there? I guess we'll find out together. I appreciate it. Look forward to watching it. Thanks, man. Alexander Rossi. Michael? Yeah, that first practice session, Colton heard of big changes on the rear end of that car. Are you happy with where you finally ended up? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, after after last practice, I was pretty happy with the car. Um, we seem like we're in a good spot. Um, good enough to sit, which I think we're going to be doing a lot of that today. And, um, you know, I think the key is just going to be I'm going to try to hang back a little bit during my stint, especially the first few laps on the tires, and uh, and save the tires a little bit, and then uh, hopefully not have the fronts go off, and we'll see what happens from there. Wish you all the best. Thank you. Colton Herter will start on the inside of row number five. All right, uh, pre-race festivities continue, and again, uh, there are uh, 27 cars uh, set to uh, roll off the grid today. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us, and uh, Davey, uh, tough luck for Jack Harvey with that incident yesterday, initially cleared, but uh, today it was determined by the medical staff that uh, probably was uh, the, the safest thing for Jack Harvey to do was to step out of the car, and I think they found a quality replacement in Santino Ferrucci. Yeah, you know, it's ironic that, well, Frank, uh, uh, and San Antonio lives here now in Dallas. So it was, obviously he was at the track yesterday. So Ferrucci was the guy that fortunately has some relationship with the team. And, uh, no, it was a really good choice. Unfortunate for Harvey, though. I hate to see that. A driver having to sit out. It seemed good when we interviewed him after the accident. But obviously, uh, you know, you have to go through some protocol to make sure that you're good to go for these races. And, uh, Unfortunately, they just didn't uh, didn't clear him. Uh, defending series champion Alex Pillow is with Jake Query. He's in car number ten. He rolls off eleventh. Alex Pillow. Question is: Are you confident in that NTT data machine to get you up front? Yeah, absolutely. We had a really good day yesterday. Um, we just missed on 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 our speed yesterday. We we had too much downforce and and yeah, we didn't have the speed we wanted to start up from. But yeah, super confident with the car on practice two, practice one as well. So yeah, it should be a really good day for the number ten NTT data car. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. That's Alex Pillow. Michael. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin will start on the outside of row number one. 
comfort level coming into the race today? You were so good here last year. Yeah. Expecting the same today? Yeah, I feel really good. Um, our car and race and quality trim is really good. So um, I, I, I yeah, fully expect we're going to be right there if we just be smart today and um, do what we need to do. And, you know, top five is a good result for us. If we can take the win, we'll do it. Wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Scott McLaughlin, watch him today. He'll start on the outside of row number one, Jake. His teammate Joseph Newgarden signing some autographs after the driver introductions here. Joseph, your machine starting and rolling off here in seventh. How is that number two car? It feels good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about, you know, where we're at going into the race. I think we have three really good cars, to be honest. So um, hopefully we can make our PPG car quick enough to, to be up front um, and, you know, give Team Chevy a victory today. The big question, of course, is are you going to be able to pass on the outside? Can you get that extra line, or do we know yet? I think restarts and starts, is, or the start and, and restarts are going to be interesting. I think you can get up there probably half a lane. Um, sustaining that lane, probably still going to be tough. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Joseph Newgarden. Mark? All right, guys, good stuff. Uh, that's many of the drivers that will uh, adorn the grid today. 27 in all, that again, including uh, Jack Harvey, uh, who's not going to uh, be able to compete today. He's being re- replaced by Santino Ferrucci. Pre-race festivities continue here at Texas Motor Speedway. So, Davey Hamilton, a lot of work yesterday done by the NTT IndyCar Series and a handful of drivers to maybe get a partial groove, about a half a groove higher than uh, the regular racing groove here. Uh, What have you heard from the drivers? Are they optimistic or no? Well, not really, Mark. Uh, the situation is, is it still just doesn't have quite the grip that the bottom line has. I mean, they did a lot of work. They tried. And another thing, just after being being out there in the two-seater, uh, you know, I flirted with that outside line just a little bit. And, and it just it's a mental thing as well. When you see that dark... Uh, the dark, dark part of the racetrack where the, the sealer has been put on, it just gives you unsure feeling. It's like, man, if I go up there, it, what's it going to do? So you just have no confidence to go to that part of the racetrack. And um, I think you're going to have some, some of these drivers are going to go up there. They're going to at least get the right sides in it and have to risk it because that's how the passing is going to happen. And, you know, as a racing driver, your job is to win the race. And there's there's a lot of there's only a few people on the front row, right? you got two guys in the front. Everybody else has to try to make passes, and I think that uh, we'll see people flirting with it. I think turn three and four is a better opportunity to go up there in that high line than than one and two is. But uh, I still expect a good race. There's going to be some passing. It's just I think we're we're not going to see the side by side going through the corners uh, as we have in the past. Well, we speculated yesterday during that final practice session that uh, certainly up front is always the place to be, but uh, that is probably I think more so the case uh, for this race this year. Uh, I think the start and the restarts could be a bit interesting because that may be the best opportunity that some feel as though they have to pass. So if you're among the first five or six, especially on restarts, you could be in pretty good shape, but things could get dicey from about 10th on back. Yeah, and so what happens is that accordion effect on the starts and restarts where, you know, it, the, the cars up front, like I say, they can single file out pretty quick, but it kind of bunches up in the back, and that's where we've seen a lot of issues, a lot of uh, actually, you know, cars getting together and not making it even to the start-finish line in the past. So hopefully that will not be the case this year, but that, that does happen. You have 27 cars in the field right now. A lot of cars are going, at, you know, at high speeds. Bad things can happen, but hopefully we at least get through the starts and restarts and let these guys uh, battle 
battled out on the racetrack. Now, uh, conventional wisdom tells you, because of all the years that we've been coming here, that, that there should be plenty of data available to most of these teams at Texas Motor Speedway. However, don't know because of the date change and the fact that we're in late March. It's much less humid, much cooler. I would imagine the majority of their data comes from those who were fortunate enough here to test here recently, and most of your data is going to come from the practice sessions yesterday. The stuff you had in the past may not be very valuable to you today. You're always going to use it, but it's probably not as valuable as just yesterday's practice. But the key thing is for these drivers, they know how this race lays out, how it runs, how long it takes to get through it, um, how many pit stops you're going to have to run. As a matter of fact, you know, the, the fuel may go longer than tire dag, you know, unfortunately. So the guy, you know, you make it on three stops, uh, fuel mileage wise, but are the tires going to drop off too much? Does that mean that they're going to do four or five stops just to keep fresh uh, tires on these cars to get the speed up? We'll, we'll we're soon to find out, but strategy will be a, a big part of this race today, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what are we hearing? Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of they notice around 35 to 40 laps is when that tire deck really becomes noticeable, but that, that fuel window lasts a little longer than that, huh? Yeah, I think you can get 60, 61, 62 laps out of the fuel. So a, a big, uh, yeah, a big difference between tire dag and, and fuel mileage. Now, tire dag is one thing if you only lose a tenth or two, or, or let's put it to mile an hour because that's how we measure it. Say you're running, you know, in the 210 range, but if all of a sudden it drops down to the low 200 range, uh, man, you're going to lose so much time. You're going to have to come and pay. you got to remember as well on this mile and a half track, you're going to lose one and three-quarter laps basically when you make a pit stop to, if, if a car's out there going green almost two laps so um you know you really gotta make up a lot of time with the fresh tires if you decide to make that extra stop well let's talk about the battle uh, for the manufacturers championship uh, it, it looks like it's pretty evenly spaced out in terms of among the top 10 you see some chevrolets and you see some hondas so it looks like that uh, after we left st petersburg we may be poised for a pretty good duel between the manufacturers and the championship throughout the course of the season you know, something that that I've seen here in Texas that I don't think we've seen for a little while is more Chevrolets in the top ten than not. It's usually either even or a little bit little favored to Honda, but today we do have six of the top ten being Chevrolets. The, the bow ties up there, and the fastest Honda is in that third position right now. So right, it looks it looks positive for Chevrolet. They seem to be strong here, but you know they're all so close, Mark. There's so many so many of these cars could win no matter what power plants on it. But it's always exciting to watch what many manufacturers leading and which one's the best at what racetrack. It's been fun to watch the past couple of years, hasn't it, Davey? Because Chevy will leapfrog over Honda uh, and then Honda will bounce back the following year and, and they'll grab a manufacturer's championship and then and then Chevrolet ups their game a little bit. I mean, the, the pendulum seems to swing back and forth between our engine manufacturers. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, it's really fun to watch, and you, and you have to remember they they are no different than the teams. You know, it's they 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 look at several things: winning races and then winning the championship. But remember. The Indy 500. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one everybody wants yeah. to win, right? So, so as a driver, that's what you shoot for first, and and that's what they shoot for. So, do you make a really good engine to try to really win the 500? And if if you do that, is it does it hurt you on some of the other tracks on the street and road courses? Does it hurt you, um, you know, torque wise or top horsepower wise? You know, whatever it is to make it good at Indy. So they have a compromise to make as well. To like, are we going for the championship? We're we going for the 500 win. Where are we at? And uh, that's a balancing act in the in the other side as well. Well, speaking of uh, the engine manufacturers, Michael Young joins us now with the HPD update. We are here with Rebecca Johnson, Director of Production for Honda Performance Development. Uh, new start to the season and 
was a rough start to the season, at least for Honda. Not exactly what you wanted, but still a good opening weekend in St. Petersburg. Bring us up to speed on that and where Honda stands. Yeah, it was a um, it was a you know opening season, opening day. Uh, basically, still had a good strong finish, but you know not didn't turn it like we wanted. But uh, you know we'll take it. We'll look at this Texas Motor Speedway qualifications, obviously, yesterday and uh, didn't get the pull, but still some strong runs from the Honda teams. Walk us through this speedway and, and the performance of these engines and what we can expect on race day. Well, I think we'll see a little bit of change. Uh, the temperature will be a little warmer tomorrow, so today it's a little cooler. When we started out, you know, I had my coat on. It was that cool. Um, so we'll see how everything goes. Everybody will make their adjustments, and we'll go from there. We'll wish you all the best today, and hopefully we can get a Honda car in a victory lane. Yeah, thank you very much. That's Rebecca Johnson. She's the director of production for Honda Performance Development. and that. Texas Motor Speedway along Pit Road. Jake Query here as we get set for the XPEL 375 in Texas. Takuma Sato will roll off third in that Nurtec number 51 Dale Coin machine. I saw something fascinating with you that I don't know that I've seen from others. You just walked the pit road here and looked at the setup of every single car in comparison to yours. You do that every race? Uh, not every race, but when I had opportunity uh, to be in the front, uh, you walk back from the uh, the behind and then uh, just to check up, you know, everybody what you've got. So uh, just a little information I wanted to know. Can you remember that during the course of a race? If somebody's around you, do you think to yourself, well, I know how their car feels? Of course, not every single car is not, but, you know, some key cars, you know, and also some uh, interesting setup I do remember, and we have to be either careful or it's going to be a very interesting uh, outcome. So, uh, yeah. Sometimes I do, sometimes physically uh, it's not possible. It's the little things, I guess. That's how you've won two Indianapolis 500s. Right, you could say that. Takuma Sato will roll off third in this race. He will be rolling off one spot ahead of Will Power, who I think was just doing, were you doing a video there on social media? Yeah, I was doing it, yep, for my social media guy. I like that. Now, you're going to roll off fourth. You've got Takuma Sato just in front of you, who we just talked to. Is there a chance, if it strikes itself, for you to go to the outside to pass him, or do we know that yet? Yeah, for sure on the start, because uh, it's been swept. I did see people yesterday running too wide, but you can't get up in the black. <clears throat> you have to stay in that one lane, so it's pretty tight. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there will be some moves on the outside, but it won't be a constant thing. It's going to be fun to watch. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Will Power, who, of course, just posted on his social media his video to let everybody know what is happening here. And that is, Mark, we're just a couple of minutes away before we fire up the engines and get set to race here at the Texas Motor Speedway. Eleven drivers, eight of the top ten nicely done each race this year. Catching up with one of the biggest names in all of motorsports. Time now to get the thoughts and impressions of the racing legend himself, Mario Andretti. In today's Minute with Mario, he tells us how much he misses competing in racing. But first, Mario, who was your racing hero? Oh, easy. Uh, Alberto Ascari, when I was a young lad, just barely a teenager, uh, he was uh, still living in Italy, myself, and uh, he was current world champion, you know, in the early 50s, and uh, driving for Ferrari, you can imagine, you know, that was easy, and uh, actually, I said, one day I want to be like Alberto Ascari, and the first big race that I saw was in Monza, 1954, at age 14, and uh, he was driving, and and can you imagine going full circle where that's where I clinched the world championship, you know. So, you know, from a personal standpoint, you know, these are dreams that uh, are truly dreams. Oh, yes, I think uh, that will never leave me. You know, I just, um, my wife used to say, well, 
you know, uh, there's got to be life after after racing for you. I said, well, uh, I think there's going to be life until the end. And, <laughs> and when I go, I think they better put me in a box with wheels on it. You can follow Mario Andretti on Twitter. Go to MarioAndretti.com and stay with us all season long as we catch up with Mario each and every race. Uh, Nick Yeoman joins us now. Nick will be along to call the backstretch. And uh, a lot of uncertainty, Nick. Will there be anything resembling a high groove develop, especially off of uh, but, but off of the front straightaway into turn number one? It's going to be fascinating, isn't it? I mean, this is always one where uh, we're certainly excited every time we come to Texas Motor Speedway, but also a little nervous as well and, and reminded, Mark, that it speeds at 225 five miles per hour this is a dangerous sport and what these guys do is anything but ordinary and we saw that yesterday after jack harvey's big crash this is a racetrack that certainly seems over the years mark it rewards the brave who can test out that second groove it's going to be fascinating i'm excited for 248 laps here today. and i get it davy and i talked about a little bit starts and restarts i think are going to be the most fascinating part of this race today no question when we drop the green flag here in the next 15 20 minutes my eye is going to be towards the back of the field yesterday we had a or last year we had a massive pack up they brought it down way too slow had a big accident hopefully we avoid that today well we're just about ready to go trackside for pre-race festivities the ntt indycar series has a history that dates back to 1997 at texas motor speedway let's go trackside helping our neighbors since 1926. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remain standing as the Watuga Fire Department Honor Guard presents our nation's colors. Here to offer today's invocation from Texas Alliance Raceway Ministries, please welcome Brett Schisler. Would you please pray with me? Most loving and gracious, we come, dear Lord, we come to you today and we thank you. We thank you for this beautiful day and this opportunity to come together and pray. Lord, we think about the men and women all over the world that help to keep us safe. And Lord, we ask you for their safety for each and every one of them, whether it's the drivers here today on the track, the safety workers, the people in the pits, and especially with our world. Lord, as we come to you today, we think about all of the turmoil in the world and help us to understand that it is you that has control of it all. So as we come to you today and humble ourselves before you, we ask your guidance, your strength, your wisdom, and your courage. It is in the strong and beautiful name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come and we pray. Amen. Here to honor America with the performance of our national anthem, please welcome Ariel Hutchins. Oh, shame, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we wash were so gallantly
that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the Today's NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 14. Santino Frucci, United States. Row 13. Graham Rahal, United States of America. J.R. Hildebrand, United States. Row 12. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Row 11. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Ed Carpenter, United States of America. Row 10. Callum Ilo, United Kingdom. David Malukas, United States. Row 9. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Row 8. Connor Daly, United States. Simon Pagenaud, France. Row 7. Marcus Eriksson, Sweden. Romain Grosjean, France. Row 6. Alexander Rossi, United States. Alex Pelot, Spain. Row 5. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Colton Herta, United States. Row 4. Rinas VK, the Netherlands. Joseph Dugarden, United States. Row 3. Elio Castroneves, Brazil. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Row 2. Will Power, Australia. Takuma Sato, Japan. On the outside of row one. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. And starting on the pole. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Texas Motor Speedway, another one that I'm super thankful we're still racing at. Like a lot of tracks, also changed over time, you know, from age, and they've also reconfigured it. This current configuration is a big challenge. Turns one and two is very tight and and flatter than what it used to be, and and much less bank than than turns three and four. Three and four is really pretty straightforward still um the way we set up the car you know your success there is really just determined by how you get through one and two three and four takes care of itself a three-car effort for ed carpenter this weekend davy hamilton and certainly some familiar names to the ntt indycar series uh, on the pit box and involved in that effort to Derek walker for one and calling the race strategy for ed carpenter this weekend is none other than charlie kimball yeah, it's always great to see Ed back at the oval races. Uh, you know, he he's a he's an oval lover. He, he can still get the job done. And yes, he brings a couple uh, veterans, one driver, one car owner, one team manager, uh, back to his team with Charlie Kimball and and uh, with Derek Walker. So good to uh, good to have you know familiar faces on that pit stamp for Ed during this race. Uh, so, Davey, uh, we we'll go back off the top. The decision, in case you're just joining us, folks, Jack Harvey, after that hard impact yesterday, initially cleared by the NTT IndyCar Series. Jack will not be in the car today, was not cleared after being reevaluated today. Santino Ferrucci, certainly a lot of familiarity uh, with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Five starts for them, and, uh, you know, he was here. We talked to him yesterday. He got a chance to run about eight or nine laps this morning, and uh, so Santino Ferrucci will start for Jack Harvey today. 
Yeah, very unfortunate for Jack. I know we we seen the the hit, pretty hard hit, but he got out of the car of his own power. Uh, we talked to him after he uh, left the medical center. Really thought that he was okay, but you know one thing about this safety team, they evaluate you multiple times and and for multiple things. And obviously they seen something they didn't like. Don't know what that that was exactly, but uh, for his safety and for everybody else's, they chose to had him have him step out and. Well, lo and behold, Santino Frucci happened to be at the racetrack, lives in Dallas now. Uh, he's been with that team before, so it was just a, a smart decision by putting him in. Now, uh, this track is difficult, Mark. I mean, the, no matter who you are, the first time you come here, those first few laps, it really reminds you how fast you're going and how difficult this track is. So, fortunately, they let him take, you know, five, six, seven, eight laps uh, early on today. Uh, I think he ran like a 208, so it's off pace a little bit. The good news is he's going to start in the back, gives him a chance to kind of get used to dirty air. The cars in front of him, um, you know, the cars are sacked against him, but a uh, good opportunity for him to be back in the car. Uh, we talked to him yesterday, and he was a little concerned about uh, the ability to race here at Texas Motor Speedway, like the rest of the drivers, more than concerned about that high line. Yeah, well, and and I assure he needs to stay down low and where the track has grip, especially the start of this race. Now we know Santino; he's a brave guy. He'd love to go up on that that outside line. We know we know him as being that outside drifter and being up there and, and, and making passes. But uh, we'll see if he if he's brave enough to do it right off, or if he's going to wait and just settle in and and play the race smart, make sure he gets to the end. Uh, well, I mean, a pretty good racing groove is here now. I mean, with all the running that they did yesterday, and I think we talked about a little bit during the show yesterday, the fact that uh, you know. Uh, but, but, but no rain has fallen here at all. And, uh, again, that leaves a pretty good racing groove here at Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, no, there, there is a groove there, and there is a car and a half line there as well. So it's like you could sneak up there and get a little bit of run on somebody in front of you. It's just you won't see them running side-by-side side up there. That's that's the difference. You just won't be able to watch them side-by-side side through the corner lap after lap. But uh, I still think it's going to be a great race. I th- these drivers will figure it out. They're going to figure out how to make passes. When there's a car in front of you that's off the pace or a little bit slower, trust me, you, you do all you can to make sure you get by them somehow. The command to start engines when we come back. Moving ever closer to the command to start engines for the XPEL 375. Uh, Mark James, Davey Hamilton, Nick Yeoman, Jake Query, Michael Young set to call the action for you. Pottawa Ward is your defending race winner. And uh, while certainly he's not starting on the front row, Nick Yeoman, every reason to believe that Pottawa Ward is going to find a way to get to the front in a hurry. Yep, looked awful fast in uh, both practices yesterday. His teammate, Felix Rosenquist, is on the pole. So we know that those Aero McLaren cars are awful strong. And Chevrolet seems like they've got a good handling on this racetrack as well. The Team Penske cars were fast. So, yeah, Mark, I think Pato going to have to mix it up early to get up front. But I think he can do that from the 10th spot. Again, 1997, the first year here. Some of the early winners, Ari Leyendyke, Billy Boat, John Paul Jr., Scott Goodyear, Mark Dismore, and Scott Sharp. More recent winners include Pottawa Ward. Scott Dixon went back-to-back in 2021-2020. Who's going to win today? Let's go trackside and start to find out. Race fans, it's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Here to give the command, please welcome today's Grand Marshals, Expel Authorized Dealers, Sunset Tinting from Houston, Texas. On behalf of Expel and all you great race fans, Drivers, start your engines!
field of 27 starts to roar to life on pit road as we get ready for the Expel 375. Great job off the top getting driver interviews. Let's find out who our pit reporters uh, who will keep it, be keeping their eye on today. What they'll, they will be watching as this race unfolds. Let's start with Jake Query. Thank you, Mark. I am on the north end of Pitt Road here under 70-degree temperatures, 77 degrees ambient. The only notable thing about this fantastic weather without a cloud in the sky, there is a very stiff breeze that will be coming to the car's face, if you will, as they come off of turn number four. It'll give them some support, of course, as they go in to turn number three. Along Pitt Road here, those that I will be watching, I have Felix Rosenquist as well as Takuma Sato, two of the top three starters in this race. Rosenquist is the pole sitter. What will be interesting on this area of pit road just in front of those two there are those around them who are not used necessarily to making pit stops in this situation drivers like devlin de francesco as well as callum eilat who are a little bit newer to this oval racing and coming in making live pit stops over the course of the day we'll see whether or not that affects rosen quisado and as well alexander rossi further down pit road on the south end Good afternoon to you to Michael Young. Good afternoon, Jay Query. The field is away. They've just left pit lane, making their way out into turn number two right now. I'll be keeping my eye out on three former winners in my section. Not only do I have Pato Award, I have seven-time winner Scott Dixon as well as Will Power. But the driver I'm going to keep an eye on today as well, Scott McLaughlin, so comfortable here. He had an eighth-place finish and a runner-up finish in 2021. Could he be the driver to shoot the pistols in victory lane this race weekend? We talked about the win. Just like that, it changed. Now it's coming across the track and blowing from the front straightaway and the start-finish line out into the back straightaway. So that might be something the drivers are going to have to look for all day long. Pit stops. Can they make it 62? Yeah, fuel's good enough if they can do it in three stops, but will the Firestone Firehawk tires last that long? It's going to be a daring day. Who will be able to do it in three and keep those tires underneath them? Going to be a thriller here at Texas Motor Speedway, Mark. Uh, doesn't matter if it's uh, St. Pete, Texas, is wherever it is, Nick Gilman, there's little like the anticipation before we go green flag racing. No doubt about it. It's the excitement, it's the speed, it's the power, it's the danger, all encompassed in one. That is what the NTT IndyCar Series is all about, these racetracks. Nothing like uh, Texas Motor Speedway, nothing like where we raced at St. Petersburg a few weeks ago. Uh, these are the most talented, versatile race car drivers in the world, and Mark, there is no doubt uh, the most brave one is going to find themselves in victory lane today. Uh, Davey, obviously the Indianapolis 500 is a vastly different animal before these drivers, and again, I know there's a lot of anticipation during the pre-race festivities, no matter where you are, be it Long Beach or Texas or Iowa or wherever, but uh, boy, this is, uh, I think, as much as the anticipation is there and the adrenaline's pumping, as a driver, this is your favorite time, when you're finally in the cockpit, you're all to yourself, and it's just you and your car on the racetrack. Yeah, your nerves are starting to settle down right now, Mark. This is what you're supposed to do, this is what you love doing, and this is what your job is, so it does. You calm down right now, you're anxious for the start, though, Mark, anytime you go to a racetrack, you're running over 200 miles an hour. It's a whole different uh, level of, of, of energy that that uh, is created, and this place has it, and especially right now with the situation with the, the single groove. So it's going to be an exciting race, Mark. Look forward to, to follow this whole thing. Look beyond the top 10, Davey. Who do you anticipate is going to attempt to move up early on in this race, or do you think they're going to run pretty much single file? 
Well, I'm going to go to the easy one right off. The Levitz Pelot, I think that he has some because I think his teammate Dixon, uh, you know, shows that they have really good cars. And then somebody that really needs it is Rossi. He needs that help. Yep. Don't forget Simon Pagano. He has a new energy with that team as well. I think that he can make something happen today as well. Yeah, going to be interesting to watch it unfold for sure. Rosenquist and McLaughlin make up the front row. And then Sato, Will Power, Dixon, Castro Davis, Newgarden, VK, Colton, Herta, Pato Ward, the top ten. Nick Yeoman looks like they're getting into formation. Pace car lights are off. Pace car speeds away to head to pit lane. That leaves the field in the hands of our pole sitter, Felix Rosenquist, with the points leader, Scott McLaughlin, to his outside. A beautiful sight. The rows of two, 27 cars. Set to go racing once again, Mark, here at the Lone Star State. That looks like a really good formation as they head to the start-finish line, and a couple of cars jump out of line and attempt to go to the high side. They're about four wide as they set up for turn number one, and the pole sitter is going to hold serve. Felix Rosenquist has the lead into turn number one. It was Alexander Rossi who jumped out of line past about five or six cars. We'll see if that stands, but up front it is Felix Rosenquist with a challenge to the outside by Scott McLaughlin. Will Power got a pretty good jump off the start too. Will Power was able to get a firm grasp on that third position. McLaughlin with a good run to the start-finish line. He goes to the high side. Can he make the pass before they get to turn number one? The points leader is not waiting around. He'll go to the outside and he'll sweep around Felix Rosenquist. So lap number one goes to the points leader. Scott McLaughlin, your leader out of two. We thought that car looked awfully fast. Elio Castro-Nevis looks awfully fast. He goes about a half a groove lower. Slides the Dyson. Colton Herta among those jumping out of line. About seven cars back off of turn number four. Yep, that is the battle for seventh. Two Americans as Joseph Newgarden has that spot. Herta's got a nice run, Mark. He's going to jump to the outside. They're side by side into one. And Colton Herta's going to grab that position now and try to work his way toward the top five. So Herta among those on the move. Marcus Erickson plus four. Near the rear of the field, Christian Lugard grabbed four spots. Hello, Castro Evans, P2. Then Herta, plus two. And McLaughlin has picked up one spot. The one that counts, Nick Yeoman, he's P1. Battle for fourth is Elio Castro Neves has his hands full. Takuma Sato goes around the outside. And right behind him, Mark, here comes Colton Herta. That Gainbridge car is fast early in this race. And Takuma Sato, you heard him in the pre-race, Davey Hamilton. He walked up and down the grid. And he looked at all the setups on the race cars, comparing them to his. And clearly, they have a setup that Takuma Sato likes on his race car. Yeah, right now they do. And I imagine it's all about downforce. You can visually see what wickers they have on the cars, how much downforce they have. You can't really check anything other than that, but just checking out what everybody else has. But obviously, his car's good. And Nick Yeoman, Colton Herta continues to look racy in that Gainbridge machine. Think about the last two guys he just passed. On uh, lap number three, he got around Scott Dixon. Lap four, he gets around Elio Castroneves. Colton Herta, move him up into the top five. Takuma Sato would be next in his sights. And Nick, it looks like a little separation now among the front two as McLaughlin and Rosequist start to uh, kind of bump their lead up a little bit. Yeah, the separation right now is four-tenths of a second, but they are starting to pull away from third place running Will Power. Power's got his hands full with Takuma Sato, and then and again, it's uh, Colton Herter running in fifth. Elio Castroneves has settled into the sixth spot. A little bit further back, Roman Grosjean tried to grab the twelfth spot away from Alex Below, but his mirrors fill up of uh, Pato Award. That's the battle for the twelfth position, Nick. Below in twelfth, Award in thirteenth, Grosjean fourteenth. That DHL car bobbled just a bit at the exit of turn number four. That opened the door up for Pato Award to get a strong run out of the corner, and now it looks like Grosjean's got his hands full. Here comes Simon Pagano to the outside. Pagano's car looks like Davey. It is flat stuck to the racetrack. He went high, went low, then went back high to make that pass on Roman Grosjean. 
right now, confidence is up. He's building. He's learning what his car is good to do. And smoked by those guys very quickly as, as Sato goes by uh, Will Power as well. And Grosjean uh, it appears to be struggling just a little bit, Nick Gilman. He's lost a couple of spots in the last lap and a half. As has Will Power. Power was running in the third spot. Davey pointed out that Sato got around him to take the third spot away. Well, Colton Herta, he's not waiting around either. He just passed Will Power. So move the American into the fourth spot. Power back to fifth. Davey, uh, race control had their eye on the start. Did not like Alexander Rossi, the 27th. They said he jumped the spark start and he had to drop back one position. Yeah, well, I was surprised there was only one position because they're very clear how they want these starts to look and how they want them to play out, and that is you stay nose to tail until you cross that start-finish line. Now, I didn't see if somebody checked up in front of them or not, but at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to stay in line. Now, to the novice, can you explain what set of circumstances have unfolded that has allowed the front two, McLaughlin and Rosenquist, uh, to check out by almost 1.2 seconds over third place running to Kumasato, maybe? How's End of the day, better race cars right now. Early on, with uh, with fresh tires and full loads of fuel, they just have that little more speed than the rest of the field at this point. Now, it's going to be interesting to see tire dag as we see Rossi actually coming in pit lane right now. But just tire dag is going to play it out. But right now, they're fast uh, and, and pulling away. Uh, so, Nick Yeoman, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Jake Query, let's go to pit road, check in with you as Alexander Rossi uh, is very, very slow on the racetrack don't know if it's the battery or the alternate power is down for Alexander Rossi so he's going to bring that AutoNation Napa car onto pit road the caution flag has come out they're going to have to tow in Alexander Rossi what did he say Mark before this race you never know it's going to go one way or the other for you when you come to IndyCar racing and for today it looks as though those gremlins have struck for Alexander Rossi I'll tell you it's gone one way for Alexander Rossi to start this season and that's not the way that he would prefer with uh, just 12 laps complete, caution on the course at the XBEL 375 at Texas Motor Speedway. Today's race is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. And by NTT, the official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, 14 laps complete. Caution. Alexander Rossi, an electrical issue of some kind, brought out the caution. And, Davey, the hard luck start to the season continues for Alexander Rossi. Wow. It's been a, it's been a while since Rossi's had any good luck whatsoever. And uh, he already got in a little bit of trouble for stepping out of line early on. And then now electrical gremlins seem to uh, be affecting his race car. He still sits on pit lane, Mark, so it doesn't look good for him at all. Oh, out of the car he comes. Uh, so, Jake Query? Alexander Rossi has hopped out of his car, shaking his head despondent as he looks at it. They had taken the side cowling off of the machine, took a look at it electronically. They have put that back on, and Alexander Rossi unfastened his steering wheel, popped out, now stands next to Brian Barnhart looking over that 27 machine as we get set to go back green. And we are back to green flag racing and a couple of good battles developing to the start, most notably Sato, Herta, Will Power into turn number one. Yeah, they're two by two, about sixth place on back. It looks like Joseph Newgarden had to get out of the throttle big time, but it is Scott McLaughlin leading the field out of turn number two as we're back to racing. Colton Herta starts to get a little bit of separation in that fourth position, pulling away from 
from that pack with Will Power, Elio Castroneves, and Scott Dixon. They're actually going too wide between three and four. Last year's winner, Pato Award, continues to trust his car to the high side. Nick. Oh, no surprise to see that uh, orange and black car of Pato Award up on the outside. In fact, he's going to sweep around one of the favorites. He'll pass Joseph Newgard, move Pato Award into the ninth spot down the back stretch. Interesting to note, though, Davey, he's got to credit the guy that's running to the inside lane because he is giving him enough room to where he does not get up into that high groove that different color racetrack is. Yeah, playing it very smart right now. It's just picking him off a little bit at a time, but not putting anybody in a bad position. He's still on that outside, getting on, making another run on the outside, going on the back straightaway of uh, Erickson. Yep, Marcus Erickson, the most recent victim, Nick Yeoman. Yep, he'll make the pass around the outside. Of course, Pato Award, one of these drivers that uh, is not afraid to test it out. Next car in the crosshairs, Mark, that's seventh place running Scott Dixon. So, uh, getting ready to complete 20 laps, let's give you the top ten as McLaughlin, Rosenquist, Sato, Herta, and Will Power the top five. Castro Neves, Dixon, Pato Award, Erickson, and Newgarden the top ten. Davey, let's go back revisit the electrical issues, whatever it is. Uh, we assume it's an electrical problem with Alexander Rossi. Anything more frustrating than a driver for your day uh, to end uh, when it's absolutely, totally, completely out of your control? Yeah, it's tough. You know, you got you win as a team and you lose as a team. Not exactly sure what happened there, but more than likely, it must have it must have burnt some wiring in that car. Usually, if the looms are good, you can change batteries and do a few things to try to get it going again. But if it's melted wires, you're pretty much in, you know done for the day. And that seems to be what the situation is. Although. They went right behind pit wall. They didn't go to the garage, Mark, right behind pit wall and still looking at that car, probably trying to see if they could do something to salvage just to finish. Well, he's finding himself 10 laps down as we speak, Davey, and what's fascinating about this is uh, how uh, the fact that gremlins can pop up any place, any time. I mean, let's face it, these teams all do a complete system check on those cars when there's a garage before they ever roll them out, and, and they look for problems and issues just like that, but uh, it's got to be so frustrating when they've gone over the thing with a fine tooth comb and then something like this crops up. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it sure does. And you just hope it's not a mistake by one of the mechanics. you got to remember, these these team members, they work hard, long hours, and, and, and the human error can play a factor in it. But then there's also just mechanical error, just parts and pieces that fell. And so, uh, you, you you know, you never know what's going to take you out. It's just unfortunate. You know, one thing with these cars that Delara has built is the components in these race cars are very, very reliable. I mean, we've seen, you know, majority of the time we finish almost every car in all the races with no breakdowns other than maybe an accident. So uh, pretty impressive. But every now and then, they find the little gremlins. Uh, coming up on 25 laps complete. Full field rundown now. McLaughlin, Rosenquist, Sato, Herta, and Will Power the top five. Castro Nevis is sixth. Dixon is seventh. Award is eighth. Erickson is ninth. Newgarden is tenth. Kyle Kirkwood is eleventh. Rita's VK is twelfth. Alex Below is thirteenth. Roman Brojan, fourteenth. And fifteenth uh, is running in the fifteenth position. Simon Pagino. Devlin DeFrancisco is sixteenth. Seventeenth, Connor Daly, 18th, David Malukas, Christian Lungard is 19th, Jimmy Johnson is 20th, Graham Rahal is 21st, Dalton Kellett 22nd, and Carpenter 23rd, Santino Ferrucci is 24th, J.R. Hildebrand is 25th, Callum Eilat is 26th, and Alexander Rossi, 15 laps down, is currently shown in the 27th position. Kirkwood, plus 13, Davey. Kyle Kirkwood giving it a good ride early on. <laughs> I couldn't wait for you to finish that, that rundown, because Kyle Kirkwood, who pitted already, by the way, under that yellow on lap 14. Few tires, and he passed about eight, nine cars. More than that, actually. And to get up into that position, just went by uh, Kirkwood, just went by Joseph Newcard, VK, Polo, Grosjean, Pagano, just drove by those guys. That tells 
tells you right off his tires are 14 laps newer than those competitors and he's able to drive right by him but what a great job he's doing he's working the outside like there's plenty of grip out there for his car scott mclaughlin not able to step away from felix rosenquist we'll check back in on that battle after we hear from alexander rossi alexander rossi as we talked about out of his car have you guys had a chance to definitively determine what happened yeah there was some sort of uh, electrical fire that melted a loom and um then it was just running on battery power and couldn't recharge so once the battery finally depleted it just turns off do you ever actually stop and wonder which racing god it was you offended because if it's not for bad luck you've had no luck at all it's life man um it's the way it goes you just gotta put it behind you and go forward and long beach is next and We'll see what we can do there. Can you give us an update on how the track was, or was it too early in the race to even figure out how it was going to come in? Oh, it was hard for me. Like, I was having power cuts in the corners, and, like, I was just trying to reset the car. I wasn't really paying attention to, like, grip or anything. I was just trying to not have someone hit me when it was cutting in the corner and stuff. So I, don't, I don't really know. Appreciate the time. Thanks. That's Alexander Rossi, Mark. Uh, well, one thing's for sure, Alexander Rossi is a guy that could uh, show up to Long Beach and be dominant throughout the course of the weekend and be dominant to get the race win. And uh, but, but we're wondering when that luck is going to start falling his way because it's gone totally opposite, opposite for him as uh, of late. And Nick Yeoman, I know it's back in the pack, but Jimmy Johnson showing to be a little bit racy through three and four. How about the seven-time Cup champion that has plenty of wins here at Texas? He just swooped around the outside of Chris. Christian Lundgaard to move himself into the 19th position and watching towards the back of the pack, Mark. That's where all the drivers who are struggling are at right now. David Malukas a minute ago got super sideways out of turn number four. So as good as McLaughlin and Rosenquist and Sato look up front, there are definitely some guys struggling towards the back of the pack. Davey, you've maintained that the comfort level for Jimmy Johnson, I think he'll, you think he'll settle in better here on these ovals than he did on the road and the street courses. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I just think it's, he's more accustomed to him. He's used to the ovals from, from the NASCAR uh, ranks that he has been in. They really don't do the road and street courses. There are very few of them. And this is just something that he's done hundreds or thousands of races on is the ovals. And I, I just think it gives him a better opportunity to learn the race car, not having to learn the racetrack as well. So uh, it shows so far so good. And it shows himself moving up. And, boy, Nick, you just said Malukas had a problem. and just showed a replay. Wow, that was a great save by Malukas. Definitely got completely sideways. Uh, a couple times off of turn four was able to save it. 32 laps complete, full field rundown. McLaughlin is your leader. He's led 33 laps. Felix Rosenquist is second. Sato is third. Herta is fourth. Will Power fifth. Castro Nevis is sixth. Scott Dixon seventh. Pato Award is eighth. Kyle Kirkwood is ninth. Joseph Newgarden is tenth. Marcus Erickson eleventh. Renis VK is twelfth. Below is 13th, Grosjean 14th, Pagino is 15th, DeFrancesco is 16th, Connor Daly 17th, David Malukas 18th, Jimmy Johnson 19th, Christian Lungard is 20th, Graham Rahal 21st, Santino Ferrucci 22nd, Ed Carpenter 23rd, J.R. Hildebrand 24th, Callum Eilat is 25th, Dalton Kellett 26th, Alexander Rossi completed just 10 laps out of the race at 27th with an electrical issue. The American Legion is proud to be an official charity of IndyCar. Text HONORVETS to 41444. That's 41444 for your chance to celebrate in Winter Circle and meet the winning driver. We pause 10 seconds for Steve's notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. 
it's daunting, but you've got to take it in at your own pace. You know, I just focused on myself that weekend and focused on what I needed to do. And thankfully, you know, everything that I sort of had learned over that time and the testing and stuff, that I actually felt pretty comfortable when I hit I hit the track there and felt pretty quick. So um, I think, yeah, make sure that you just uh, anything like Rick Mears was the one that told me if anything feels out of place or whatever you just you pull in you, like you, if it's practice alright let's just uh, maybe take some wing off or do something so be ahead of your car be ahead of the change and um, and uh, yeah enjoy it uh, your leader Scott McLaughlin talking about Texas Motor Speedway Davey I, I, I think it's smart to follow the advice of uh, the four time Indianapolis 500 winner Rick Mears when it comes to how to handle the racetrack you know, one of the all-time best, especially maybe the best on ovals ever, was Rick Mears. So having him as a driver coach and being able to rely on all of his experiences is just invaluable. So, um, And obviously it's working. McLaughlin, I mean, this year, obviously, pole and a win and St. Pete comes here uh, second quick and, and leading this race right now and, and uh, with, with comfort. It's pretty impressive. Alex Below not content to settle for 13th place right now. He's working on Rita's VK, Nick Gilman. Yeah, I'm a little bit more concerned about VK and how his tires are falling off because he stacked up about a five-car trademark through turns one and two. It is VK running in the 12th spot, then it's Pelot, Grosjean, Pagano, and then a host of others, including Devil Francesco. Yep, Connor Daly trying to keep pace with that pack as well. That is uh, about 12th uh, through about the 17th position as we watched him work their way through turns one and two. Back up front, it's a six-tenth of a second lead. Scott McLaughlin over Felix Rose Quist with 44 laps complete. So, Davey, the question is, is Rosenquist, uh, he's able to stay within six-tenths of a second. Is he kind of content to let McLaughlin set the pace for now? I, I sure would. I mean, I think he's in a really good position because he has a he has a bigger lead on third place than, than a deficit to first place. So I think he's in a really good place right now, not having to push his car, not taking any risks, and just knowing that I think that he has something, uh, something left for the end of this race. So no sense wearing your, your stuff out early. Really, this is the first time they've had a chance in this long run right now, Mark, where we're at 45 laps. They could run in that 60 range on fuel. We'll just see how much drop-off there is in tire speed. And right now, last time by, 209. I think that's kind of being the number. I think you get below 209 to, you know, even 207 may may be good towards the end of the run, but you don't want to get much below that. Uh, so Kyle Kirkwood, again, currently runs in the ninth position. He was among those that pitted on lap 14 when the caution came out for uh, Alexander Rossi. Graham Rahal pitted at that time. Ferrucci pitted at that time. Hildebrand, Eilat, Dalton, Kellett all pitted. And Davey off the top, we talked about lap 60 or so. We think that's when activity will start to pick up on pit road a little bit. Yeah, you, you know, you make it on three stops if you can get to that lap 60 range. So that's what I think they're, they're looking at doing, and especially the leaders. If they can stay out front and, and are able to do that, you know, all four of them now. Now, you already seen some some of the cars jump out of strategy, do an early stop, seem to pay off, or re- especially Kirkwood going to the back of the field, finding himself in ninth. So he's he's leveled off to a, a pace of 206, 207s, still, still respectable. But, you man, he was really fast on those new tires. They're going to make a big difference when you get them on. Maybe more insight on the impending pit strategy. Let's check in with Michael Young. 
Uh, just now getting busy here on pit lane. As far as the crew guys go, the guys are just now jumping around, starting to stretch and get ready for this first round of pit stops. A note on Kyle Kirkwood when he came in and got those fresh Firestone Firehawks. It took about 14 laps. He finally got around Joseph Newgard, and then about lap 20, they looked like they settled in and equalized to the rest of the field. So call it 14 to 20 laps when those Firestone Firehawks are brand new and the rest of the field are on old tires. That's when they're very optimistic or at their very best, I should say. Rita VK just top on the radio said his car is good. He's just riding it out. Same with the Machine of Pato Award. Once he got to Scott Dixon, he said, guys, it's windy, it's dicey. I'm just going to ride around out here. Will Power radioed in. He said he has a little bit of an understeer. Other than that, I think we're just going to wait to see what happens once these guys hit, come in for their first round of stops. Update brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar Race Control. Still taking a look-see at the pit entries of Kyle Kirkwood, Callum Eilat, and also so Dalton Kellett, all of those drivers we mentioned uh, on lap 14, kind of wonder why it's taken so long to assess those entries and, and maybe might be a pit speed violation. We'll see. Um, and, and Nick Yeoman got a peek at the Graham Rahal using every bit of Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, he's uh, he's running a high line. There's no doubt about it. In fact, we got a car mark slow in turn number three. It looks like it's Renus VK. He's being passed left and right. In fact, Graham Rahal's going to jump to the outside. He gets out of the groove. Rahal washes up. He has to jump way out of the throttle. Mark, I don't know how he didn't hit the wall. Yeah, he, he was hanging up for dear life for sure, and he is not yet back at full speed, so a close moment for Graham Rahal as he continues to drop like the proverbial stone back to pit road and Michael Young. Getting ready for these first round of pit stops, guys. It looks like our leader, Scott McLaughlin, will be coming in at four laps. Renus VK, he's already laid out. He'll be coming in this time around. A couple of cars, a narrow miss with Renus VK. Yeah, something went wrong with Renus VK. He's slow. I don't know if he maybe wanted to pit a lap earlier and got out of the throttle, but uh, for him to slow that rapidly in front of the pack mark, it got awful hairy there in three and four. But here comes VK down pit lane. Yeah, we'll take a look and see if Renus VK, once he comes to pit road, we'll see if there was an issue with that race car beyond the fact that he was just slowing to get to pit road and was not coming. Michael Young, how about it? Yeah, nothing so far. Everything looks normal. They're going to add a round and a half to that front wing. He's down and away. Four new Firehawks. Good stop. Seven seconds for Renus VK. Yeah, I think that obviously was the the right call. Good eye by Nick Yeoman, Davey Hamilton. I think Renus was slowing up to get to pit road. He just didn't have a lane to get there. Yeah, sure was. He must have, when he got on the brakes, may have slid up. Looked like the front end would just no grip in it whatsoever as the pit stop here are opening. And once he slid up into that second group, Graham was coming with a head of steam. Uh, uh, kudos to Graham. He did a really good job by not hitting the wall. I'm not sure how he didn't do that. Lost a lot of positions. But at least he's still on the track to uh, try to make something happen. And Nick Yeoman to Kumasato is uh, on the move. He slipped past Felix Rosenquist. Just got around Rosenquist, so moved Sato into the second spot as all these drivers starting to think about pitting. And it uh, looks like actually Sato may be headed to pit lane here momentary. Marcus Erickson peeling out of his pit box. Michael Young. Marcus Erickson putting a round in for new Firestone Firehooks and our leader expected to come in this time around, guys. Uh, Davey, you think there's an issue with Felix Rosenquist? He continues to lose spots. Yeah, I really do. He was pretty much in the line down to one and two and just fell way off the pace. I just think his tires are absolutely gone. Uh, barely, he has basically no corner speed whatsoever. Uh, cars pass him right and left. So I just think that it came to the point where there's no tire tire left in this car as the leader's in. Michael Young. Scott, Mc, Scott McLaughlin was a round and a half out of that front wing. So really getting a lot of understeer out of that car. He's down and away seven and a half seconds for McLaughlin. Jake Querrier is at there in Felix Rosenquist. Pit. 
Felix Rosenquist's team is awaiting now, and here comes that number seven arrow machine. Rosenquist will bring it in. They, of course, are going to have to put on that brand-new Firestone Firehawk rubber. They go on. They have yet to make any adjustments to the front of the car. As a matter of fact, one quick turn. Felix Rosenquist with fuel. He's down and away. Yeah, that's very strange, Davey. Are you surprised that the tires went away as abruptly as they did? I mean, it, it wasn't as though he was didn't seem to be pushing all that hard. He was tucked right in behind McLaughlin for most of that run. Yeah, what I've seen, I think, or what I'm seeing right now is the tires do kind of hang in there. They drop off speed, and then they just drop off completely like there's almost no rubber left on the tire whatsoever. like to see what the wear is on those tires just to see if it got to the point of no return, and, and uh, they just drop speed immediately. Uh, Pottawa Ward is on the pit road, and uh, Callum Eilat is also on pit road. We saw him come on and off earlier, actually. Christian Lungard, the people-ready machine for Ray Hall Letterman. Lanigan Racing, uh, Roman Grosjean and that DHL machine, Michael Young. He will be a taker on pit road. Uh, he's coming down pit lane right now, guys. We'll see if they make any changes to that car. He will surrender the 10th position. That's after our leaders and several of the other top 10s have come in for their first stop of the afternoon. Good stop thus far for Ramon Grosjean. The crew goes to work, having a little problem with that right rear. They're going to add a half a round into that front wing. There he is, Ramon Grosjean, down and away. And Davey, he gave that car a really good ride at St. Peter's. Well, we'll get your thoughts on that in just a moment. Jake Query is going to call the stop of Takuma Sato, who took the race lead. Car number 51, the Nerdtech machine, is coming in for Dale Coin Racing. Team has set up over the wall. So Takuma Sato now, as you had talked about, inheriting that lead, that means that he got just over 60 laps on this run. They await now as Takuma Sato, we have an issue here. Sato got hung up by David Malukas. What did we talk about? The fact that a younger driver was right there, they had to hold him up. Now Sato comes in. That rubber goes on. We'll see if they make an adjustment. They wait. No adjustment for Takuma Sato. Still an issue. It's on the back of the car. Takuma Sato couldn't get it back going. Now Sato is down and away. That was not a good pit stop for Takuma Sato. Michael Young. Scott Dixon and Will Power both in. Will Power chose to take a tear off off no change in, in either of those cars as they make their first stops of the afternoon. Davey Hamilton, some tense moments there for your race leader, Takuma Sato on pit road. He never got cleanly into that pit box. Yeah, what a horrible time really to pit because Malukas, his teammate was in, pulled out, stalled it right in front of Takuma. So he just had to sit there and wait till they pushed his car back. He finally got in, but at a bad angle. Then once they filled him up, he just really couldn't get out of the pit, pit uh, box himself. So, wow, what a, you know, usually teammates don't hold up teammates. So they need to probably pit Malukas laps earlier so Takuma could have had a clean uh, clean pit. That's uh, that's not good team strategy right there. So now, Davey, with uh, 64 laps complete, the race lead cycles back to those drivers who pitted on lap 14. Kyle Kirkwood is leading the XPL 375. Yeah, how about both white cars? Kirkwood leading, Hildebrand in second right now. Ferrucci, who hasn't turned a lap until the race, finds himself in third. All of them pitting on lap 14. Obviously, they only, they're going to have to pit here momentarily as well. Uh, they're running the 206-207 range, so their speed's dropping off as well. Where the, the drivers they just pitted, Mark, 215 for Erickson, 215 for Power, 218 for Hurtis. So they're, uh, they're losing a lot of time. And among those drivers who just pitted, you go back to where Scott McLaughlin, for all intents and purposes, is, is the leader, but again, Kirkwood, Hildebrand, Ferrucci, the top three in the XBEL 375. Uh, getting to victory lane. It's been very challenging, unfortunately. I've uh, been trying. I've been second, fourth all the time, but uh, <laughs> never got to shot the guns. So that's the goal. That's the goal. Certainly, um, it's fast. I mean, it's you know, you, you're dizzy for, for a few hours after the race. 
just uh, just collecting yourself, uh, running, turning left with high banks like that is, it is, it's something quite impressive even for us drivers who are used to it. So, it's it's a very unique skill, uh, Texas. Uh, we don't we don't race speedways like that anymore. So, um, I personally enjoy it very much. Uh, that round of stops, uh, that by weather with Simon Pagino with his thoughts and impressions from Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, did have one penalty that, that Connor Daly forced to uh, serve a drive-through for a pit lane uh, speed violation. An update from pit road with Michael Young. Yeah, Kyle Kirkwood, who was our leader when we went into the break, is now running in that 16th position. He came to pit road on lap 67, so he came in about 14 laps, so they had the caution at 14, and was able to pass all those cars this time by, only about six to eight laps between he and the rest of his competitors, so we will see if he can work his way through the field, but all in all, it was a great stop for that A.J. Foy Rocket Racing Chevrolet. They got in and out, no changes on that car. Uh, Davey, regardless of how this race shakes out, we would imagine that the debrief in the Dale Coyne hauler after the race is over is going to be a conversation with David Malukas' team because Takuma Sato was in contention, but after that dust-up with his teammate on pit road, Takuma Sato finds himself down in 17th. Yeah, when you when you have a teammate that's off the pace, like Malukas was off the pace, he had no opportunity to win this race whatsoever, you have to pit him a lap or two before or a lap or two after the car that's contending for the win. They, they, they didn't do that. They didn't leave themselves a gap. And so when Sato came in and Malukas stalled it right in front of him, just so unfortunate. Now, Malukas doesn't stall. He's gone. Sato comes in, no problems. But, uh, boy, that's just not good team strategy right there. And the timing of the stops for Scott McLaughlin, Nick Gilman at St. Petersburg couldn't have been any better. It appears as though that he and Kyle Moyer, the race strategist for Scott McLaughlin this year, certainly on the same page. That stop uh, allowed McLaughlin to come out with a healthy advantage. I mean, pretty incredible, Mark. Before this pit window opened up, the top six or seven cars were all kind of evenly separated by a second to two. And then after everything shakes out, Scott McLaughlin has a 12.5 second lead over Joseph Newgarden. So that tells me, A, that the pit crew did an incredible job getting him on and off pit lane. He had a fantastic in and out lap. And perhaps most importantly, Mark, it got awful chaotic there for about 10 to 15 laps with different drivers coming in at different times. So there were various paces throughout the field. McLaughlin, when he got on the fresh tires, must have just blitzed through anyone that was at his way because that is an impressive and healthy lead that he has built here on lap 77 of 248. How impressive, Davey. The lead, 12.4 seconds, and you can turn a lap here in about 23 seconds. So that tells you yeah, about the advantage he has. Big advantage right now, and you just got to hope that he's doing that without uh, beating up his race car. I mean, because if a yellow comes out, he loses all that. But if he's doing it with ease, it's not affecting his tires, um, and, and it's not affecting the handling of his car. So be it, man. It lo- he looks really strong right now, man. He's He's been the talk of the last two races, or the first two races of the season, that's for sure. Uh, coming up on uh, lap number 80, want to give you the full field rundown. Scott McLaughlin is your leader by 12.2 seconds over Joseph Newgarden. Pato Award is third. Felix Rosenquist is fourth. Colton Herta is fifth. Erickson is sixth. Dixon seventh. Will Power is eighth. Reedus VK is ninth. Elio Castroneves is tenth. Alex Pelot is eleventh. Simon Pagina was twelfth. Roman Grosjean is thirteenth. Devlin Francesco is fourteenth. Kyle Kirkwood is fifteenth. Christian Lungard is sixteenth. Dekubasato is seventeenth. Jimmy Johnson is eighteenth. A lap down in nineteenth is Graham Rahal. Santino Ferrucci is twentieth. Hildebrand twenty-first. 
22nd is Carpenter. Get all these cars a lap down. Callum Eilat, 23rd. 24th, Dalton Kellett. 25th, David Malukas. Two laps down is Connor Daly after serving that penalty. He's 26th and out of the race, completing 11 laps. Electrical issues ended the day for Alexander Rossi, who will finish 27th. Marcus Erickson is plus 8 on the day. Kyle Kirkwood is plus 8. Moongard is plus 8. Award is plus 7. Graham Rahal is plus 7. McLaughlin has led twice for 69 laps, and some of the other lap leaders occurred during the pit cycle. Kyle Kirkwood led five laps. Sato did as well. Hildebrand, Castro, Nevis each ran a lap, led a lap, and there has been one caution for just four laps. And, uh, Davey, I think we've reached that point of the race where uh, most of the teams and drivers, I mean, if there's an opportunity to improve your position, you're going to do so, but still, there's a lot of race left, so those guys, second through tenth, probably not going to force the issue too awfully much, are they? Yeah, no. They, and just because they don't need to, it's still early in the race. He said, we do, we've only made the first pit stop. There's still a couple more at least to go. Probably two, a minimum of two, some three, three for some drivers. So the face of this race is going to change from now until the end, I promise you. And you want to make sure you're there at the end to be part of it. Uh, Michael Young, an update from Pit Road. Yeah, there was an issue with Joseph Newgarden's car. Said he felt something in the car, but it wasn't until he had the pit stop that they found out what it was. Guys, he was riding around on a cracked wheel. The front right was cracked. He felt that vibration. They still rode out that stint, but he came to pit lane. That's when they discovered the issue. Joseph Newgarden currently running in that second position. Takuma Sato mired back in 18th position. Had a fast race car, was among the front runners. However, he is in danger of going a lap down. Now, Scott McLaughlin, Nick Yeoman, encountering plenty of lap track traffic and all of a sudden that lead is down to nine seconds yeah nine nine seconds when it was previously 12 because there is a host of lap traffic right in front of him the car directly in front of him appears to be jimmy johnson and then it's takuma sato dalton kellett who's already uh, a lap down and uh, christian lungard graham rahal as well so uh this is where things get tricky at texas motor speedway marcus scott mclaughlin makes his way down the back straightaway he's gonna have to pick off some of these lap cars otherwise that lead that he's got over second place running Joseph Newgarden is going to continue to dwindle. Yeah, Davey, that's Johnson, that's Sato, that's Ray Holder, that's Lungard all running in front of them. Devin DeFrancesco was trying to uh, distance himself a little bit. Jimmy Johnson, Nick Yeoman, trying to make a move, uh, trying to pick up a position on Takuma Sato in turn number two. Yeah, that's the last place you want to be because you know the leader is right behind you, so Sato gets around Kellett, who again is already a lap down. Now Jimmy Johnson's going to try the high side. He wants to scoot around Dalton Kellett because Scott McLaughlin, Mark, is about three car lengths behind that pack. Well, Kellett gives him plenty of room, and Jimmy Johnson's able to make the pass, but McLaughlin lifts just a little bit, and Davey, uh, that 12-second lead is now down to 7.7 seconds. Yeah, what happens is he has not been in traffic. He doesn't know how his car is going to handle in dirty air. So he's finding out right now when he caught up to these lappers. And obviously, he's not that fast by him. I mean, they're actually, he catches up to him. He cannot gain. They, they're pulling away at this point from him. And boy, he's losing ground on second place. Now, when they catch up to him, and that, that would be New Garden and Award, they may have the same issue. Just can't get any closer because of the dirty air. But but uh, McLaughlin, he's, he's learning how to pass on these high mile, high mile and a half uh, tracks right now. 
About five laps ago, Nick Yeoman, the lead was 12 seconds and now down to 6.3. That's all it takes. I mean, about five laps and you can slice that lead in half if you do not have clean air. So that allows guys like Rosenquist and Award, the new guard running in second. Mark, they stay in single file and run behind each other. Slowly but surely, they're going to catch our race leader. And now all of a sudden, it appears as though the battle for the third position is picking up a little bit as Pottawell Ward is starting to draw a beat on his teammate, third place running Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, those two teams, or those two drivers from the same team make their way through turns three and four. They were separated by about four or five car lengths uh, a couple laps ago, so uh, maybe some tandem drafting working together, but certainly Rosenquist and Award appear to have uh, equally matched race car. And it looks like that uh, Kyle Kirkwood was able to work his way around Roman Grosjean and picked up that 13th position off of turn number two. So Kyle Kirkwood, Davey Hamilton, continues to give that 14 car a pretty good ride here today. Really impressive, and, and most importantly for him, too, he's there's a race within a race, and that's the rookies. He's right now ahead of DeFrancesco and Lungard right behind him, but in that 14th spot, so ahead of all the leaders right now. Jake Murray on pit road. As we talk about Jimmy Johnson's acclamation here to the Indy cars on the Oval, Scott Pruitt is on the radio with him. What sort of things is Jimmy Johnson saying, and what can be learned from, of course, a new discipline here on an Oval where he's very familiar well, Jimmy's doing a great job. This is the first time he's ran in traffic on an oval in an IndyCar. Carvana car's working good. He's just uh, continuing to find his groove, work with his tools in the car, work through traffic, get more comfortable every lap. We're looking to uh, get to the checkered flag and, and, and complete every lap we can. He's just doing a, a, a good job, and we're making some adjustments along the way. You know a little bit about racing in different cars with different feels. What is the biggest adjustment he's had to make in terms of the feel of these cars on an oval? <laughs> Everything. I mean, this is so much different than a NASCAR that uh, it's, it's been a pretty big ask, and Jimmy's been doing a fantastic job. Uh, biggest thing today is getting every lap in and learning that much more. The victory circle here is named for Jimmy Johnson, and yet Scott Pruitt's got to be the one to guide him through. That's pretty cool. You know, it's great being here, spending all the time we have with Ganassi, and I mean, I just love the racetrack, and I love race day. Appreciate it. Thank you. And Scott Pruitt, Mark. Yeah, yeah, those uh, drivers certainly, Ganassi Racing, uh, benefit from obviously Mike Hull, but also the leadership, the guidance, and the advice of guys like Scott Pruitt and Dario Franchini. That's a pretty good formula for success. Coming up on 100 laps completed, we're at 95 right now. Your top 10, McLaughlin, Newgarden, Rosenquist, and Award, Hurt of Fifth, Erickson Sixth, Dixon Seventh, Will Power Eighth, Renus VK Ninth, and Elio Castro Nevis Tenth. The Expel 375. Uh, caution on the course. A uh, little dust up between uh, Devlin G. Francesco and Takuma Sato. It results in Takuma Sato needing to come to pit road, Jay Query. Takuma Sato, of course, while he's here, they're going to go ahead and change that Firestone rubber as they wait. They did. They are checking now on the outside of the machine of Takuma Sato. And yes, in fact, they're going to have to make some repairs to it. So Takuma Sato, whose contact mark was light, that car now is not even under power as they're going to go ahead and do a once-over on the right-hand side, driver's right-hand side of that machine. And so Takuma Sato, what looked to be a promising day here, is obviously in big-time trouble in Texas. And this update brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Nick Yeoman, you got a peek at it. Yeah, so Takuma Sato was catching Devlin Francesco. They were battling towards the back of the pack around the 17th position. Sato got a good run to the outside of Devlin. 
Devlin kind of ran the middle line, though, through turns one and two as Sato was up top and uh, gave him a little hip check. It was contact between the right rear tire of Devlin DeFrancesco, the left front of Takuma Sato. That sent Sato skating up the racetrack. It was an unbelievable save by Takuma not to tear that car to pieces, Mark, but he did make light contact with the outside uh, tire barrier, or sure, the uh, uh, safer barrier there in turn two. Uh, let's get a follow-up from Jake. That right side contact that Nick was discussing has brought to compromise the right rear toe link and the balance of it. So they have now that tire off. It looks like they're going to have to make an adjustment there. They're also going to take a look at the springs. So a disastrous what now has turned out one-third of the way through this race for Takuma Sato. Again, if you're just joining us, Sato had led this race just before the first round of pit stops, then got checked up a little bit by his teammate, David Malukas, went back out, was running in the 17th position. But now that issue with Devlin and Francesco has seemingly erased any chance Takuma Sato had of getting his car back up towards the front. Uh, boy, Davey, I, 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 I rarely do you see a guy, uh, you know, with such a promising day come unraveled as quickly as it has for Takuma Sato. Yeah, I sure do. And that's back. It started with, you know, I mean, if he, he wouldn't have been in that position if they didn't have the first issue in the pits where, where his teammate blocked him from going to his pit, his pit stall. So it all starts way back then, Mark. This accident was really due to that pit stop. And, Davey, uh, everybody pitted uh, around lap 56, 57. We're at lap 101, so we anticipate once the pits are open, we'll see a little activity, huh? A little. I mean, every single car come in and actually see a little smoke out of Grosjean's car potentially in the right rear as well. So there may be some problems in Grosjean's car. I don't know if he touched anybody, and it's just scraping or if it's what. I just see a little puff of smoke, I think. Interesting to note, Davey, uh, Ramon Grosjean has not been much of a factor here today. He's kind of been mired back in 15th place since the green flag flew. Yeah, a surprise and not a surprise. I mean, it's first time on these high-speed, high-bank ovals, and, and uh, I think there's something wrong with this car. And, and I mean, I just just not the perfect scenario, but for your first time, uh, these are tough. This is something he's not used to and just trying to uh, fit into how, how to race these ovals. Nick Yobany came through turn number two, and it was uh, belching a little bit of smoke here and there. Yeah, and he's uh, hammering the steering wheel. I think there's something seriously wrong with that DHL car. He's letting guys go to the outside, but we're seeing it. As soon as he hits the banking, that thing is burping. Uh, uh, you know, air out of the back of it. That does not look good for Sato. Meanwhile, though, Mark, the pits are open, and here comes the whole field. Yep, things are going to get busy. Our leaders in front of Jake Query. That is Joseph Newgarden as he now pulls in. My apologies, Scott McLaughlin, also the leader, pulled in. As Newgarden waits that PPG machine, one slight turn, he is down and out, and Joseph Newgarden heads back onto the track. Now the Scott leader, McLaughlin Michael Young. Changes. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin, no changes to that car. He clearly beat everybody off pit lane. Joseph Newgarden second out. Then it's Will Power, Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson, Renus VK, Colton Herta, Alex Pillow, and Simon Pagino. Great race off of pit lane. Uh, this uh, report from the pits brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar, and we see Roman Grosjean, Davey, his crew is pouring over his race car as the smoke continues to come out of the rear of the car. Yeah, and it's, it's coming out of the turbo charger, so it's definitely motor related, engine related, and not in a good way. When you have smoke coming out of there, I pretty much assure you that your day's done. Also, watching some of the pit stops look like Pato Ward may have hit his left front tire changer as he came into the pits. Uh, they still made the stop fairly quickly, but uh, slowed down and then Rosequist coming out of the pits, uh, he had some issues as well. There, the traffic and a look. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely hit his left front tire changer. And 
uh, uh, coming in. So definitely slowed slowed it down for uh, Pato. Yeah, that slowed that stop uh, for sure. We're taking a look at the replay of the stop of Felix Rosenquist to see if there was any issues with that car. And it looked like uh, on the right rear, Davey, it looked like some issues on the right rear of the car of Felix Rosenquist. So not a good uh, not a good stop for the Arrows uh, the Arrows Ooh, team. Wow, how about that? I mean, they come rolling the pits. I think third and fourth, and now they sit. Uh, where are they right now? Man, I got to keep looking at sixteenth and seventeenth. Yeah. What a what a terrible stop for uh, for the McLaren team. And let's face it, when you drop back to sixteenth or seventeenth here, uh, we're getting toward the second half of that race, and all of those positions become so very very important. They sure do. I mean, uh, as I say, remember earlier, the face of this race changes considerably as it goes on. Well, we've had three cars that are contenders, obviously, out or have, have a problems with that Sato and the two McLaren cars. Whole different outlook for them right now. Let's go to Michael Young on pit road. Now, as you do on ovals, a uh, little, little rubber-legged, uh, you know, just not used to all those G-forces, and, but he, uh, he's done for the day, unfortunately. Uh, Michael Young has an update on Roman Grosjean. Yeah, I talked to Michael Andretti. He said it was a water pressure issue, and as soon as, as soon as I turned back to look at the car, one of the crew members gave it the death signal that that car was done for the day. Again, as David just said, Roman Grosjean out of the car. His day is finished here at the Texas Motor Speedway. Well, that PJ1 that was laid down here at Texas Motor Speedway a couple of years ago continues to draw a lot of attention, and uh, Firestone worked with the NTT IndyCar Series in an extra practice session yesterday, and hopes of making a difference in providing another racing groove. We checked in yesterday with Kara Adams from Firestone, who talked about dealing with that PJ1. Yeah, it's interesting. So if the whole surface was all PJ1, you'd have a nice uniform surface and you can drive anywhere. But because that outside line is so much less grip, you can design a tire that runs on that, and then you go down on the, the stuff that has a little bit more grip, then that's going to tear the tire up a little bit. So um, we, we design a tire for the circuit to run on everything that we can, and we know the limitations of the old PJ1. It just doesn't rubber in like it would have when it was freshly laid, especially with the heavy, heavy cars. Uh, so, uh, did, did Davey, those thoughts of Kara Adams said, yeah, I mean, if you if you put that down everywhere, they certainly could come up with a tire that could handle it. But uh, the difference is that there's just too much of a difference between that service and the racing service. Yeah, they have such a challenge, Mark, to make a tire to try to work in both surfaces. It's just basically almost impossible. They've done a great job, and the, and they brought a tire that, that obviously is getting the job done down on the bottom. But when you go up top, it's just not enough grip, and you have to make it for one or the other. And, uh, boy, it's pretty difficult to make it for both. Uh, it's interesting to note, uh, Davey, throughout the course of this race, that uh, I, I think the drivers, uh, by and large, pretty happy with the timing of that caution because we saw after the first stint, uh, there's, I'm sure that, that, that you can feel when the grip starts to go away, but boy, I'll tell you, once you get up around lap 50 or so, that it can literally just disappear in terms of the grip, so I'm sure they were happy to be able to come in about 50-some-odd laps into the stint and get fresh fire still fire <laughs> yeah. you, you know, uh, you, you a lot of times do not want to yellow, especially McLaughlin. He, he's out front checking out, doesn't want yellow flags, but most of these drivers just hanging on, they pray for that yellow so they can get a fresh set of fire zones on just so the car feels a little bit better and, and gives them a little better opportunity to drive the car instead of hanging on to the race car. And Mark, back to, it looks like the tire changer for Pato maybe 
they may need to find a replacement. He's limping pretty good. He got hit pretty hard. And ironically, both cars, Rosenquist yeah. and Pato, both overshot their pits, came in, locked the front brakes up. Fortunately, uh, Rosenquist didn't hit anybody, but uh, they, there's an issue maybe with the brakes on those cars. Uh, well, it, 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 let's uh, hear from uh, Jake Query, Michael Young. Let's start with Michael Young on pit road. Yeah, Ramon Grosjean out of the car. Clearly frustrated. We saw you pound the steering wheel. Water pressure issue. Rough way to end the day. Yeah, yeah, not the way we wanted to go. Uh, trying to get some in, uh, some uh, some knowledge on, on the ovals. Um, it's tough. I think that track is just the track it is. You know, it was it was a bit frustrating being there. I was, I was just Simon Pagenaud, so I think it was a good baseline. It was the same car for me to, to follow in the 500 winner, but definitely uh, a tough one to... Uh, to get, uh, especially that we want to score points as soon as, uh, as as many time as we can. But hey, it is what it is. So let's see. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get our back out there and get some uh, some more understanding of ovals. How much had that track changed from the start of the race to when you had the issue? Uh, the car was good. Honestly, the car was good. I was happy with it. Uh, so that was working well. Uh, the track was, uh, I guess, the same. Hopefully see you out there later on this afternoon. Roman Grosjean, guys, maybe not out yet. He's actually going to try to get that car fixed. It's back at the garage area right now. Uh, let's check in with Jake Query. To put a bow tie on the efforts here of Takuma Sato's team, that 51 Nurtek car did go back out for just a lap or two. They wanted to see if they had enough balance there and decided they just simply did not on that right side in the front. They had made the adjustments on the tow link on the right rear, but then when they went out and decided that they needed to do the same to the front, and they're now taking a look at that wheel well, the wheel well of the front right for Takuma Sato. So for all intent and purposes, Takuma Sato, who may still go out to try to salvage some point since we're early in the season here but in terms of his efforts here at Texas this day seemingly just about over with for Takuma Sato. Uh, first stint of this race Davey he was very much in contention and now he finds himself at 26 10 laps down. Yeah really unfortunate I mean it was good to see Del Coyne's team and Pato kind of the last combination of car owner drivers put together for this 2022 season and uh, man to, to have that you know they finished 10th at the first race and having the strength here on the oval of of this uh of this event was pretty impressive, and it's a shame to see them have these issues. Well, the, the chances for Pato Award to, to repeat as a winner here took a serious hit. Race control, Davey, has moved him to the rear of the field for striking that uh, left front uh, tire changer. Yeah, no, that, that's that's not good. You you have to. He was the, the guy responsible behind the wheel, and when you come in, you need to make sure that you don't overshoot your pit, especially hit your crew members, or you're going to pay that penalty. And, uh, and unfortunately for Pato, now I'm not saying he can't come back up because it's Pato Award, but uh, it's going to be much more of a difficult day for him. Uh, Nick Yeoman will get the one-to-go sign at the line, so as they head toward you, and into your view, why don't you give us the top 15 or so? Yeah, so uh, a disastrous pit sequence for Errol McLaren SP, but how about it for Team Penske, Mark? They run one, two, three. Scott McLaughlin's going to restart as your race leader on lap 112. Joseph Newgarden will be behind him in second. Will Power, who's had a quiet day, will restart in third. Then it's a pair of Ganassi teammates. Scott Dixon, he'll restart in the fourth position. Marcus Erickson will be fifth. Renus VK has bounced back after struggling midway through a stint. He'll restart in the sixth position. Colton Hurd has been fun to watch. He runs in seventh. Eighth is our defending series champion, Alex Pelot. Ninth, Simon Pagano and his teammate, Elio K. 
Castro Nevis is 10th through 15 mark. It'll be Graham Rahal, Devil DeFrancesco, Kyle Kirkwood, Jimmy Johnson, and Felix Rosenquist. Field making their way through turn number three. It's that yellow and white expel car of Scott McLaughlin. He's dominated so far. Mark, we're going to restart here on lap 113 as the field's through three and four. And just behind that top 15, maybe not in contention for a race win, but Rahal Letterman Lanigan's got to be awfully happy with that 17th place run right now of Santino Ferrici. Green flag flies. The battle is for second between teammates Will Power and Joseph Newgarden. McLaughlin launches at the start. Power took a look to the outside to challenge for second, but he'll think better of it. Falls in line behind his teammate Joseph Newgarden. Meanwhile, battle for sixth. Renus VK on the inside. Colton Hurd on the outside. Marcus Erickson going after his teammate Scott Dixon. He tries to take a peek into turn number three. Widely deci- wisely decides to lift out of it. Front five, single file. Let's take it back to the start finish line and trouble in turn number four. Looks like Kyle Kirkwood is against the outside retaining wall and he slides up, uh, pointed the wrong direction to Gilman toward the start finish. Yep, he was running the outside line as many drivers do on these restarts with fresh tires and that car simply swapped ends. He made heavy, heavy contact with the right rear. A lot of dark smoke at the back of that race car. Kyle's going to hop out quickly. I don't see flames but they want to get him out of that race car as quickly as possible. The young American rookie, the uh, defending Indy Lights champion does appear to be okay but Mark the rookie's day is done against the turn four wall here at Texas. And it was a promising day most assuredly. Caution on the course with 114 laps complete at the XBEL 375. Caution on the course. Uh, single car incident involving Kyle Kirkwood. And uh, running this weekend is J.R. Hildebrand. He's in the 11 car. He's going to share that ride on the oval with Tatiana Calderon. And Scott Harder, of course, a veteran. Been around forever with A.J. Foyt Racing. We talked about what J.R. Hildebrand could bring to that race team now that he is going to be an integral part of it. It's actually been outstanding with J.R. around. J.R. loves to teach. You know, uh, absolute no-ego guy. Very talented on ovals, obviously. And he's been a huge, huge help. He, he spent the day here with uh, with Kyle when we did the rookie here at Texas a couple weeks ago. Did a great job. Spent the whole day with him. Uh, no, I mean, his, his his experience has been invaluable for, for, for both these guys. I mean, he helped out uh, Dalton last year during the season just as a driver coach kind of a situation. And just to have him here and have him be around for Kyle's first go at Indy, I think will be a huge, huge benefit for us. So, uh, Davey, that's Scott Harder talking about J.R. Hildebrand added to that race team. You've had a chance to take a couple of looks at the replay with a single car incident involving Kyle Kirkwood through turn number four. Yeah, I think it's back to that sealer on the racetrack. He, he, he was in a perfect position. That part of the track should not be risky at all to be in that second groove. But when he's on that black, slick area, Jakar just slowly turned around, uh, hit the wall not super hard, but hard enough to obviously do damage to put him out of the race. Just unfortunate. That's back to he was trying. He's up there in that second line trying to make something happen, but just no grip up there. Interesting to note that uh, the Pato Award, uh, of course, uh, penalized and having to go to the rear of the field, Davey. We just saw him come on and off pit road, and they had, a, had to put a new front nose wing assembly on that car. Looks like maybe he got into some contact around the racetrack. Well, I think that was with the tire changer, actually. He hit the tire changer with that nose wing. Probably didn't realize that it had damage oh, okay. uh, to the nose wing, and more likely that was the damage that they had. Once he went back on track, probably realized that uh, there was some fracture that just wasn't working properly, and they replaced the nose. Uh, so we're, we're yet to, to reach the halfway point. 118 laps complete. Scott McLaughlin uh, is uh, your leader. Uh, he has led 107 of the 119 laps. Joseph Newgarden is second. Will Power is third. 
Dixon, Erickson, the top five. VK, Herta, Polo, Pagino, and Rahal, the top ten. Castro Neves, Francesco running 12th. How about Jimmy Johnson up to 13th? Uh, Felix Rosenquist, 14th. Ferrucci, 15th. Lungard is 16th. 17th, Hildebrand. 18th, Carpenter. 19th, Eilat. And 20th, Malukas. A lap down at 21st, Pato Award. 22nd, Connor Daly. 23rd, Dalton Kellett. Kyle Kirkwood will be shown 24th for now. He's out of the race. Sato, 25th, 14 laps down. Grosjean, 15 laps down in 26th. Alexander Rossi's day ended after 11 laps with electrical issues. He will be shown as 27th. Biggest movers of the day. Uh, Graham Rahal plus 16. Ferrucci plus 12. Erickson plus 9. Lungard plus 8. And J.R. Hildebrand plus 8. So Davey, much like last year, qualifying not going so well for Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. But they seem to start to work their way toward the top once we get into race pace. Yeah, how amazing is that? When even early in this race, uh, I thought, well, Graham just doesn't have the speed. She almost got the wall down in turn four by avoiding VK, uh, then just was kind of back there. Next thing you know, finds himself in the top ten. And and how about for the first time in a car this year and the first laps making her in this race is Ferrucci in that 15th spot out of that Ray Hall camp as well. So pretty impressive right now. See if they can keep marching forward. I think we should qualify that, David, by saying his first laps of the car were this morning, and he only got eight or nine of them. And that was, I mean, that's right before we went on the air. Yeah, by himself, by the way, right. so not having any idea what it's going to be out, like out there with traffic. But uh, we know we know Santino is a good racer. I mean, he knows uh, he's put himself in a position to win already in IndyCar, in the IndyCar Series. Just hasn't pulled it off. Just kind of got shuffled out of the rise. Just nothing became available. But love to see him in our series full time for sure. Uh, now, Nick Yeoman, you've got a peak of the cleanup on the main straightaway. And uh, a, a lot of sweepers, uh, a lot of attention being just outside the racing group. Yep, just outside. Uh, it was high in turn number four where Kyle Kirkwood made point of impact. Uh, thankfully, looked like any debris that might have been laid down was also going to be shoved up against the wall along with that race car. But the AMR IndyCar safety crew is up there right now. They've got the car removed from turn number four and now just putting the finishing touches to make sure all those bits and pieces of carbon fiber that are designed to kind of help protect and take some of the energy away in an accident like that where you back it in awful hard also need to make sure you got to clean that stuff up to avoid cutting some fires on tires. So looks like they're just finishing the, uh, the up on turn four mark as we speak. Michael Young. Norm, Hort- Norm Hornacek was the crew member in Pato Awards pit stall that was hit. That indeed was the reason that they changed that front wing was the damage from hitting Norm. He is okay, thankfully. was just down in the pit box of the number five car, and Norm is okay. He's up and around and will finish the rest of this race. Davey, we want folks to stick around for the post-race for sure to hear from the winners, but we also want them to uh, join us for our conversation with uh, Jim McKellion. Uh, Jim, of course, uh, the longtime legendary Grand Prix Association of uh, Long Beach president and CEO, and Jim is awfully excited about the fact that the Long Beach uh, Acura Grand Prix uh, is uh, back to its traditional spring date. Yeah, what a great opportunity to get back when we're supposed to be there in the spring. And uh, I expect record crowds, no masks, the no no restrictions. So it's going to be wide open for fans, racers. It's going to be an exciting weekend and for our next race, actually. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what Jim talked about is the fact that uh, the, the most recent uh, communique that they had with the health department there, no restrictions whatsoever. So uh, fans can, uh, can, uh, can enjoy the Long Beach Grand Prix just as they have for many, many years. 
Yep, it's going to be a very exciting race. As we know, one of the one of the all-time you know historic races of in, in in our country. The Long Beach Grand Prix has been around a long time. Started with Formula One there. Uh, now, unfortunately, we have the opportunity to be there with IndyCar. But as a racer, there's the Indy 500 you want to win. But the, probably the next one on the series is that Long Beach Grand Prix. So everybody's gunning for it. And for those of you that are big fans of Robbie Gordon Stadium Super Trucks, which you have driven, Davey Hamilton yourself, uh, I, I, I think you're getting wiser in your old days because you're, you're not doing that so much anymore. But <laughs> but uh, Robbie Gordon Stadium Super Trucks Series, Jim McKelly was very happy about the fact that they're returning, uh, running with the NTT IndyCar Series at Long Beach. Yeah, Robbie has such a, a nice uh, niche with that series of those high-flying trucks, off-road trucks, basically run on a road course with metal ramps. And, Mark, they're, they're so fun to drive and, and, and more and more impressive to watch. I mean, watching how high they go and how far they fly, um, the speeds they run is, is really exciting. And I assure you that nobody leaves the grandstands when Robbie Gordon's stadium super trucks are on racetracks. So it's going to be exciting to have them back as well. Well, they certainly become festivals, don't they? And they become parties because uh, – the, the thing about especially street course racing in the NTT IndyCar Series, there's so many different forms of racing, and uh, there's track activity from daylight till dark every day. Yeah, you know, yes, from freestyle motocross to drifters to vintage cars to IMSA, you know, so many things. Robbie's trucks, the IndyCars, are so many exciting races that go on. And like you say, it's going on day and night, even up on Pine Street where all the activity is at night, right up from the racetrack. A bunch of activity going up there, street clothes, hot rod shows. Plenty to do, plenty to see at the Long Beach Grand Prix. I know one of the trips that we took to Long Beach a, a few years ago, there was a trip that uh, Nick Yoma, Jake Query, and I made to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and we fully expect that to be part of Jake Query's book someday, <laughs> for sure, Dave. Well, you, you know Jake Query goes to all the all the unique places in any state, any track we go to, and it's always fun listening to his stories, and he's probably been to more than anybody else, for sure, that I know, and it's, uh, yeah, you say, if he ever does a book, it's going to be an interesting one. So again, coming up, Jim McKellion, toward the close of the broadcast, will join us to pre Preview the uh, accurate, accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach coming up April 10th for the NTT IndyCar Series. Sweepers remain, 123 laps to go. We'll give you the full field rundown now. Scott McLaughlin is your leader. Joseph Newgarden second. Will Power is third. Scott Dixon fourth. Erickson is fifth. VK is sixth. Seventh, Colton Herta. Eighth, Alex Below. Ninth, Simon Pagino. Tenth, Graham Brayhall. Castro Neves, 11th. DeFrancesco is 12th. Jimmy Johnson, 13th. Felix Rosenquist, 14th. Santino Ferrucci, 15th. Christian Lungard is 16th. J.R. Hildebrand, 17th. 18th, Callum Eilat. 19th, Ed Carpenter. And 20th, David Malukas. A lap down at 21st, Pato Award. 22nd, Dalton Kellett. 23rd, Connor Daly. Listed out of the race, Kyle Kirkwood, who brought out this caution. Takuma Sato, 25th. 26th, Roman Grosjean. 27th, Alexander Rossi. Nick Gilman looks like the cleanup is complete. Yeah, everything uh, done in turn number four. And as uh, you mentioned, the track sweepers just taking one more pass around the racetrack. Race control likes what they see. And thus, this time across the line, the pace car is going to shut the lights off on that machine and start to speed ahead as we'll get going uh, once again here at Texas Motor Speedway. Just past halfway, Mark, 127 laps in the book. 121 to go. It's going to be Scott McLaughlin in that canary yellow and white car for Team Penske. He's been up front for much of the day. Joseph Newgarden in that sky blue multicolored car. Uh, PPG paints the sponsorship on that machine. He's going to restart in second. And then uh, one of the best looking cars in the sport, Mark, Will Power, that gradient red fading to black, the uh, 5G Verizon car. They're set to go racing in turn number three. We're about to turn them loose once again here at Texas. And again, McLaughlin may have been one of those who was not 
all that upset by that caution because he was mired in traffic and had seen that 13-second lead uh, get down inside of six seconds when uh, Kyle Kirkwood made contact with that outside wall. They are single file back through the top five, and it looks like McLaughlin is going to get to turn one first. Meanwhile, Scott Dixon will power. That's heating up in the battle for third. Front four got away really nicely with McLaughlin, uh, Newgarden, Power, and Dixon. Dixon a little slow at the exit of turn two. That's going to open the door for his teammate. Here comes Marcus Erickson down to the inside. Dixon slams the door shut. And it looks like Colton Herta is working on uh, oh. Rena's VK in the battle for sixth and several cars into the outside retaining wall. Nick Yeoman off of turn number two. One of them is Devlin Francesco. Graham Rahal is up against the turn four wall and the four-time Indy 500 champion Elio Castroneves. His car slowly comes to the bottom of the racetrack of turn number four. Heavy, heavy hits for all three of those drivers as they all were sent spinning, hammering the safer barrier. The caution is out here at Texas. Yeah, and again, my apologies. That was not off of turn number two. That was indeed going into turn number three. And Davey, we talked about it in the pre-race show that one of the issues, I think that the front five, six, or seven were typically going to get away cleanly on restarts, but it was about from eighth on back where guys might start to push the issue in the second half of the race. That may have been what happened here. And that's exactly what we see, Marcus. They get lined up and packed up in the back, and they all want to make those, uh, you know, you don't feel like you're going that fast because you're not at top speed, so you take more risk, and that's exactly what happened. I think they were going into turn three, three wide. I'm not sure until I see Ray play which one really took off first, but they were definitely three wide going in there, seeing that, then all, then they all spun simultaneously into that hard barrier, and as the replay shows right now, it looks like Devlin Francesco and Graham Rahal in the center got together and, and, and uh Elio Castroneves was on that side with nowhere to go. Boy, Elio was just a victim of circumstance there for sure. And Davey, you're getting another look at it. Yeah, and that's exactly Elio. He was he was in a really good position to maybe pass both of those cars, but when they touch the bottom, we'll get a little better look at it right now. See who moved up. Uh, looked like uh, Devlin hit that white line on the bottom, and it kind of shot him up into the right left rear of Graham's car, turning Graham and then right into Elio. Unfortunately, so a promising day for a couple of drivers, most notably Devlin Defrancis. Francisco and Graham Rahal had worked their way inside of the top 15, but Nick Gilman, good news to report about all three drivers. Yeah, all three drivers did emerge out of their uh, battered race cars. Uh, Elio Castroneves was the first one, saw him give a thumbs up. He's hopped out of that race car. Graham Rahal was uh, quickly out of his machine. Safety crew got over to Devlin Francesco. I-, I think Devlin took maybe the biggest hit uh, going from the bottom of the racetrack all the way up to the top, but he also got out of uh, that bright yellow and orange car for Andretti Autosport. What a miserable day for Andretti, Mark. You've got Rossi out of the race on lap 10. Uh, now uh, with Grosjean out with problems as well, Colton Hurd are the only one left for that team. Going to take a few minutes to clean this one up. Most assuredly, 131 laps complete. Caution on the course at the Expel 375. We pause 10 seconds for state's identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Interesting turn of uh, developments here. Uh, Three-car incident involving uh, Devlin DeFrancesco, Graham Rahal, and Elio Castroneves. Uh, let's hear from uh, some of those involved earlier in incidents. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood, for one, Jake Query. It was a promising day for Kyle Kirkwood. I know, obviously, of the disappointment. First off, glad to see that you're okay. Secondly, what did happen? 
You know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I, it didn't feel like I really hit the wall that hard. I think the cars are so safe nowadays. I was like, wow, that was a lot less abrupt than I thought it was going to be. Um, I got out of the car just fine. So hats off to IndyCar crew and IndyCar Medical for uh, for keeping, keeping us safe out there. But, you know, the incident... I mean, I, I was going around the outside. I mean, I did it in the first restart. I was able to run the outside, but that time I ran into the outside. It was it, it, you fe- it felt slick for sure, but um, man, I was flirting with the line of being too far, and then Devlin came up on me just a little bit, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm set sail, and I, I lost it one time, caught it, and then it let loose again up in the PJ1, and there was no saving it from there. So super unfortunate for the AJ Foy, Rocket Chevrolet guys in the number 14, but man, we're we're having a great race up until then, and uh, unfortunately, it caught us out. Good news is you're okay. Appreciate the time. Yeah, exactly. That's Kyle Kirkwood, Marcus. He has left now the Wise Health System Infield Care Center here at Texas, and obviously it's going to become a little busier here. Good news, as Nick Yeoman had talked about, is that all of the drivers we just mentioned, Devlin, DeFrancesco, Elio Castroneves, and Graham Rahal, did get out of their cars, but we will talk to them as they also get released here from the Infield Care Center. And, Davey, uh, if there is a theme in this race, uh, it seems to be that potentially promising days have uh, uh, without uh, without warning evaporated for a number of drivers here today. Yeah, it sure has. And, you know, I just ironically, uh, DeFrancesco, you know, he was involved with Sato, and Sato went up the wall, looked like he may have just scooted up so slightly and got Sato, Sato's left front, and just as Kirkwood said, moved up just so slightly, uh, put him put him in no man's land. And then this one here, uh, yeah, he shot down underneath Graham, just no room. He went down underneath the white line, half of his left side tires running the white line. When you're down there on that flat, you're, you have no choice. If he's by himself, he would have crashed. So, unfortunately, it took two cars with him. So, uh, first time on the ovals, I've uh, got a lot to learn. Got a lot to learn. Well, well, so, now, Davey, I know in traditional tick and, stick and ball sports, they spend a lot of time looking at film and whatnot. Will will the folks uh, pull him, Michael and company, pull Devlin off to the side, take a look at that video and, and use it as learning experience and let him know in the future, you know, looking at that, saying, okay, here's what you did, here's what you should have done or need to do next time. Yeah, well, he's got Michael Andretti, one of the best right. oval racers that you right. I mean, Michael's outstanding oval race driver, so he knows exactly what you can do and what you what you can't do. And hey, and Devin, I'm not really even you know throwing down on him. He he's just a rookie. It's his first time here. Right. Things are just different on these high bank, high speed ovals, and you just really have to you know really take care of yourself and each other. You just you know if you if you're not super fast, somebody's coming, let them go. You know, there's a lot a lot of race left. And and now that uh, unfortunately he he, um, he he got in the incident himself this time, and uh, he knows. He'll, he'll know better. I mean, he's a smart kid. He's he's here for a reason. But he, like I say, that team has some of the best oval drivers. So uh, they'll have a talk. Uh, well, Scott McLaughlin has a race strategist this year, a new one, Kyle Boyer. And it seems as though things are going pretty well so far through the first couple of races for them, Michael Young. Indeed. Kyle Moyer, Scott McLaughlin, first two races together. So far, so good. You've led this thing with the exception of when you had to come in and pit. What's Scott saying about the car thus far, and how is he feeling as we just pass the halfway mark? Well, the x car started out a, a little bit on the nose with the wind. Uh, we sort of missed a little bit there on the front wing, got a little bit front wing out of it during the stop. And then since then, it's just been a rocket ship and really, really good. It's been all weekend. We tested here. It went really good. And, you know, S- Scott's getting used to this. He's still out there learning and everything. And <laughs> it, it looks like a good Penske day right now. And I actually wish it would just rain. We're halfway through. So then we could be one, two, three. But, um, 
I don't think that's going to happen. Sun's out and everything like that, so it should be a good race. As he talked about the track changing at all, obviously we've had a couple of cautions back-to-back, or is he pretty content with the way the track has performed thus far and comfortable in the car? Yeah, I, th- I think it's how good your car is. You know, the track's good for us, and, you know, the car's good, so that, that makes half the battle. They're good. So, um, but again, we we got two teammates behind us that are pretty good. You've got a couple of monitors in front of you, and I, I just want race fans to understand what it is that you watch throughout the race. You have one from the actual monitor from the race. It looks like another from down the front straightaway and then timing and scoring. What do you spend a lot of time watching throughout the race? Well, it all depends, you know, like during these accident stuff, I'm looking at a lot of the, the corner ones and find out how quick the cleanups are going to be, especially because we're in this window situation here with fuel that um, it looks like everybody's probably going to do it on one stop. That's going to be a push for us, but, you know, we'll be okay with it. You know, Chevy makes good fuel mileage. And, and, you know, the rest of the time you're looking at the timing more than anything, you know, just to sort of like get yourself in the position, especially where we're running. You know, the undercut and the overcut's pretty big here, so, you know, just monitoring that. You could do it in one more. Will the tires make it to this next stint? Obviously, we've had a couple of restarts and then running all these laps under caution. Yeah, you're going to have to make the tires last year um, because, you know, you almost lose two laps here if you stop, so it's better to go ahead and slow down to like 205s or something like that and just do it on one stop. Seems like you have the driver to do it. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. That's Kyle Moyer. He's the race strategist for Scott McLaughlin, who has led this field most of the day today. That Expel car looking good in the Expel 375. And Davey's probably still got dirt under his fingernails that he put there when he was doing grunt work for Gary Bettenhausen once upon a time. <laughs> and, you know, that's where I learned it all. I'm sure Bettenhausen taught him strategy, race cars. Well, we know he taught him how to work on race cars and and, uh, and how to live out of a, a trailer and a truck when you go sprint car racing. So he came from the bottom, worked us all the way up to, to where he is now. It's pretty impressive. And Davey, we got to look at, again, your pole sitter who was in contention most of this day until they had a disastrous pit stop. Looks like there's a terminal issue for Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, had a bad pit stop, put him towards the back. It looked like he, his car was okay, though. No harm, no foul. But something has given up on the right rear of that car. I don't know if it's a bearing, a tow link. It doesn't look like he had any contact so I'm not sure what failed there, but uh, he's out of the car and done for the day. Well, uh, Nick Yeoman, while certainly uh, we're happy all the drivers are okay, that three-car incident resulted in a pretty hefty debris field being laid down between three and four. Yep, and uh, we see the uh, the crew members, not just for the AMR IndyCar safety crew, but some of the uh, Texas Motor Speedway track workers, they have climbed the, uh, scaled the banking 24 degrees there in turns three and four. That's not easy to walk on, by the way, for race fans who have never had a chance to walk on the racetrack. They have climbed all the way up towards the safer barrier and picking up uh, bits and pieces of carbon fiber because as you mentioned mark it was really big hits for all three of those drivers and it laid down a significant field of debris really from the apex of three and four all the way to the exit of turn number four where elio castro neves car eventually came to a stop uh, and and you know if you ever get the chance to go to a place like texas motor speedway and you get to the infield it, it's just fascinating to stand at the bottom between like three and four or one and two that's when you get a really full appreciation of just what that banking's like or quite the opposite if you're the outside of the racetrack yep. and you can go up against the fence and look down multiple stories all the way down to the apron. It's it is amazing. You neither you or I are are, you know, physicists or, or know much about, you know, aerodynamics and and uh, and that sort of thing, but it's just incredible what these race cars can do on these uh, incredible bank racetracks. So, uh, caution on the course, lap 142 as the cleanup continues. A three-car incident, Elio Castroneves involved, Jay Query. 
Helio Castroneves, good news is you walked out of the medical center, but from your vantage point, what did take place? What did you see? Obviously, everybody um, understands that when the third guy goes in, in late corner, he should be the first one out. And uh, in this situation, obviously, there was a contact between those two guys in the bottom, and I was just a victim of it. Um, 100 laps to go, I think, is unnecessary to uh, take a risk like that. Understand it would be like five laps to go, 10, 50 laps to go, but still a long race and uh, special understanding that uh, here's a place that three wide is very difficult. Got to be a little bit more responsible. Um, that's what happens. You got to take care of each other. But in the end of the day, um, we end up getting the, the worst of it because we're we're just uh, outside and um, that's what happened. Do you go down and talk to guys after something like that? I had my moments. I've been here so long. I try, and then obviously people get mad, and it's best for to cool down. People take a look and what happened and uh, understand. Obviously, it's clear what happened. That's why I'm not even going to bother to go out there and, and just um, they, 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 they get accepted. Good news is you're okay. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. Elio Castroneves. Yeah, and uh, Davey, he brings up a very good point. You make a move like that with over 100 laps to go. As comfortable as Scott McLaughlin, Newgarden, and Power are, anything can unfold here, especially after what we've seen over the last 140 laps or so. Well, there's, there was two innocent bystanders in that event, and that was Graham Rahal and Elio Castroneves, without a doubt. Um, it was definitely DeFrancesco going below that line. You do not, you lose complete control. Like I say, the track's banked. When you go below that white line, the banking on your right tires, the flat on your left, it just shoots you up the racetrack. And once he hit Graham, and Graham had no choice but to just hang on, and then it obviously took out Elio. So, uh, like I say, he'll learn from that. It was definitely a rookie mistake, and he is a rookie. So, I guess you got to give him a few, uh, you know, a uh, a few points to um, get through some of these, but right now, you know, they're going to be, I'm sure some, there a lot of people will have a talk with them. Uh, still running the sweepers to the high side between three and four, Nick Yeoman? Yeah, they are, uh, where it looks like now they've moved up towards the uh, exit of turn number four, so that's a good sign that they've cleaned up most of turn three and uh, towards the outside. Let's hear, though, Mark from Graham Rahal, another one of those drivers involved in this most recent accident. Jake? Graham Rahal, your assessment and recollection of what took place? Well, just tight confines, and I think that, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, last man in is always instructed. you got to be the first man out. And I'm trying to give Elio room up top because I know he's not going to make it if I just push him up. And the likelihood is if I push him up, I hit him, and, and we go face first into the fence. So, uh, you know, a disappointing day, um, clearly. I think, uh, you know, we all just got to put our heads down and focus on Long Beach now. This place has always been good to me. I'm, I'm disappointed to walk out of here in, in this sort of position. Was this track, you know, is there any, of any concern now for the other guys that are out there late in this race in terms of just the grip on the high line of it? No, as I think um, I think a lot of people could probably see. We were making it work pretty good, actually. Um, so, no, I don't think so. I think that uh, the high line... And well, three and four in particular is very good. Uh, one and two can be quite slick, but uh, you just got to you got to wait for the tires to degrade a little bit, and then it gives you the opportunity. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's better. I think the racing is generally better than it has been in recent years, though. Here, we'll see you in Long Beach. Thanks, Graham Ray Hall, Mark. Uh, win in 2016 and four podiums. That's exactly what he meant when he said this place has been pretty good to him, and indeed it has been good to him. And Nick Gilman, good news for race fans. It looks like the sweepers are going back to their assigned posts. Yep, and those assigned posts are right at uh, pit exit. So they made their way out of turn number four and uh, went ahead and uh, swept the front stretch, the double dog legs as well. So we await word from. 
from race control that we'll be able to go racing here once again with Scott McLaughlin, your race leader, as we close in on Mark with just 100 laps to go. Well, we uh, fans of Felix Rosenquist, we were hoping to hear firsthand from him exactly what happened that ended his day after he started on pole, but uh, apparently they waved Michael Young off on pit road and uh, won't be hearing from Felix Rosenquist, so hopefully uh, they'll soften that a little bit and uh, we'll be able to hear from Felix Rosenquist uh, here within a handful of laps or so, but again, got to be a lot of disappointment, Davey. I mean, he was all smiles after getting pulled yesterday. Well, something good came out this weekend, and that is he got a pole position. First one on the ovals, something that he's really wanted, and, and unfortunately, looks like it's something not in his control happened to that race car, so I'm not sure why no interview, but just saying that is it is a shame. I mean, he had a car uh, that could contend for the win, and he was up there running second for the longest of time, and I continue to say, it's just funny how these long races just change, change as it goes. I mean, from the first race to now, a whole new set of contenders except for one, and that's McLaughlin. Oriole Servia is in the pace car, has control of this field, and uh, Nick Yeoman, uh, does Joseph Dugarton have anything for his teammate, as we'll have 99 laps to go when we get back to the start-finish line. Give us a top 10. Yeah, those top three have been taking care of each other here in the last couple restarts. It'll be McLaughlin, Newgarden, Power, the Penske Trio, 1-2-3, then Dixon and Erickson through five. Renus VK will restart sixth. Colton Hurt is seventh. Alex Pillow eighth. Simon Pagino ninth. And Santino Ferrucci is tenth. Here comes the field, Mark, out of turn four. Uh, McLaughlin's race strategist Kyle Moyer praying for rain to get that top three, but I don't think that's going to unfold for Kyle. It's going to be a slugfest to the end of Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson. That's a pretty good battle for the fourth position to turn number one. And here comes Renus VK. VK is going to try the outside, looking to jump into the top five as he'll go wheel to wheel with Marcus Erickson. Erickson on the bottom. VK on the top. VK is going to make it work. Mark, we've got a new driver in the fifth. Erickson had to slide up just a little bit because Colton Herta was on a hard charge down the halfway point of the back straightaway. Herta wanted to get into that battle. Meanwhile, side by side into turn number one. Joseph Newgarden to the outside and he blitzes around his teammate. We've got a new race leader. Joseph Newgarden takes the top spot out of turn number two. And it looks like Renus VK is going to hold on to that spot. He worked his way around Scott Dixon and he wants more Nick Yeoman. Renus VK is on the charge since we went green. He is on the button. He's gotten past the Ganassi teammates of Erickson and Dixon. Now he sets his sight on Will Power. Meanwhile, Mark, uh, Scott McLaughlin's not done challenging Newgarden into one. He thought about going side by side, but he saw that high line not going to be available to him. Meanwhile, they go side by side for the third place uh, position out of turn number two. And it's the second groove in turns one and two where it's working for Renus VK. He just got around Will Power, Mark. We'll see if he can go the long way around the Penske teammates who were side by side at the line. 152 laps complete this time by side by side battle for second place into turn number two and Renus VK is going to grab the spot. Picked off another one. Gets around Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden has to get out of the throttle. Now Will Power is going to jump to the outside. Side by side for third. Give Will Power the third spot into turn three. Boy, I'm telling you right now, looks like there might in fact be an issue with that car of Joseph Newgarden as all of a sudden he's under attack from Scott Dixon, Nick Yeoman. He's holding the inside line as they set up into turn number one. Right behind him, Pato Award. He's trying to get back in the mix. He's a lap down, so he's got to fight his way to the front. Mark, he's trying to get around the seventh place car of Colton Herta. Yeah, Colton Herta's not going to make it easy for him. Pagino's not going to make, make it easy for him either. He's got to tuck in behind those two, so his quest to get that lap back is not going real well. Davey Hamilton, 154 laps complete this time by, and Renus VK has put on a charge. He has put on a charge. Also, Scott Dixon going around Joseph Newgarden for that fourth position, but really impressive with Renus VK making that second groove work. He made it look 
pretty easy. Now he's just kind of seeing about 10 car lengths behind our leader, Scott McLaughlin, and they're all kind of spread out right now. But, man, what what pressure on Newgard, as you said. Maybe he does have a problem. Right now, Erickson going around the outside of Newgarden in turn one. Yeah, and Nick Yeoman, it won't be long before Colton Herndon draws a beat on Joseph Newgard. Newgarden struggling off of turn four, and now through turn two, that car starts to wash up the racetrack. He'll see uh, Marcus Erickson get smaller and smaller out of the windshield, and now he has to look behind Mark. Colton Herta, two car lengths behind, running in seven. Interesting to note, Davey Joseph Newgarden took the race lead just a few moments ago from Scott McLaughlin, and now he's he's looking like he's going to lose that sixth position. Yeah, well, oh, side-by-side, side, Colton Herta went to that outside, side-by-side. Side, he chose to lift out of the gas. Colton just not comfortable with that second line. Like Reigns VK may lose a spot to, to uh, who is that? That's not Elio anymore. That is uh, Pagino. Yep, Simon Pagino made a hard charge on Colton Herta off of that turn. And uh, we thought Pato Award, Nick Yeoman, was going to indeed make a charge to try to get that lap back. But he's had to settle back in behind those drivers he was trying to work his way around. Yeah, so he currently runs ninth in line, but again, is a lap down. Down. The ninth place car, Santino Ferrucci. Tenth place car is uh, Alex Pelo. So it's going to be a long road to hoe for uh, Pato Award. He's got to pass a lot of fast cars, Mark, if he wants to get back on the lead lap. I'm going to ask you to say that again, Nick Gilman, who's <laughs> in ninth place. Uh, that would be Santino Ferrucci. How about up front, though, Mark? Here comes Renus VK around the outside. Yeah, he comes around the outside, and he takes command. And uh, Davey Hamilton, it must be those cowboy boots he was sporting <laughs> in the pre-race show, huh? It looked like he got shot out of a cannon off a of turn four. I don't know how he made up so much time. But Renus VK, how impressive is that? Went around every move that he or pass he made was on the outside. He's not having a problem with that uh, slick part of the racetrack at all. And just like that, he jumps out to an advantage of three tenths of a second. Meanwhile, McLaughlin's starting to feel some pressure from his teammate Will Power off of turn number two, Nick. Yeah, as soon as you get past and that air washes away, you've got to gather it back up. But it uh, looks like McLaughlin will hold him off into turn three. Devlin D. Francesco out of the race, a three car instant he was involved in with Elio Castro. Nevis and Graham Rahal, Jake Query. Good news is Devlin DeFrancesco is okay, but your recollection now of what happened in that incident? You know, we were we were moving forward, uh, making moves. The number 29 power top, Andretti uh, Steinbrenner of Honda, was was very strong all day, and we were making moves. Great pit stops from, from all the 29 guys, and shamed in like that. Uh, had a, quite a good run off of, uh, off of two, uh, closing up to, to Graham. And, uh, you know, three wide there, it doesn't work. Um, ended up a little bit under the apron and, uh, you know, ended in, in, quite, in quite a big chunk. In terms of racing itself, we were talking about this. Is it like other sports where you go back and you look at film, so to speak, and try to learn from the areas where maybe there was a move you shouldn't have made? Very much so. Um, you know, I have great great experience people on not only in Andretti, Andretti Steinbrenner Autosport, but also on the, on the number 29 entry. So, again... Big sorry to them. Uh, thanks for the, the amazing race car this weekend, and uh, definitely learn from it and, uh, and move forward. We'll see you at Long Beach. Thank you. Devlin Francesco. Well, no question, Davey. Uh, you'll earn a measure of respect if you own it the way that young man just stood up and owned that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, he knew what happened. I mean, we were all be able to see. He knows we all seen it and can see it again. So uh, he stepped up and said, hey, I made a mistake. And as I said, he's a rookie. How about this? Will Power Gee, going Christmas. from third 
to first from the start-finish line down into turn one. Unbelievable move by Will Power. Nick Yeoman, that was a spectacular move into turn number one by Will Power. That's one of the best passes I've seen in many, many years. Will Power just went two for one. And how about the other veteran, Scott Dixon? He just blitzed to the inside of Scott of uh, Dixon, got around McLaughlin to take third. But, Mark, what an incredible pass by Will Power to take the lead. But, again, Davey, uh, and, again, we've, 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 we've run plenty of laps under caution, I know. But, you know, they last pitted on lap 103, and now we're looking at lap 164. So some of those guys might be seeing those tires start to fall off a little bit. Yeah, they may be. But how about this? Will Power passing two guys around a 211. The cars behind him, 206, 208, 203. So by passing two guys, two guys still run a 211, pretty impressive. But, Mark, you're exactly right. I think Kareem's VK, he worked those tires hard. He got to the front, did what he needed to do. But maybe they're falling off just a little too much. But it looks like Will Power, he still has some tire left is moving forward. So 165 laps complete, your full field rundown. Will Power, Rita's VK, Scott Dixon, Scott McLaughlin, and Marcus Erickson, the top five. Newgarden has fallen to sixth. Colton Herta is seventh. Simon Pagino is eighth. Santino Ferrucci is ninth. Alex Below is tenth. Jimmy Johnson up to 11th. Christian Lundgarten is 12th. J.R. Hildebrand, 13th. Ed Carpenter, 14th. David Malukas is 15th. Callum Eilat is 16th. Pottle Award is 17th. He's a lap down, also a lap down. Connor Daly in 18th, 19th, Dalton Kellett. The following cars listed officially as out of the race. 20th, Takuma Sato. 21st, Felix Rosenquist. 22nd, Elio Castro Nevis. 23rd, Graham Rahal. 24th, Devlin T. Francesco. 25th, Kyle Kirkwood. 26th, Roman Grosjean. And 27th, Alexander Rossi. We've had eight leaders at 10 lead changes. Scott McLaughlin has led 144 laps. Kirkwood, VK, Sato of all led five. Will Power has now led four. And we've had four cautions for 52 laps. So, uh, Davey, uh, pit strategy. Uh, uh, certainly always on the minds of these race strategists. They're in constant communication, I'm sure, with these drivers. And uh, are we getting to the point where these drivers are starting to beg for a pit stop? Yeah, well, they, they are, but they're going to try to get it done in one more mark, and to do that, they have to hit some fuel numbers. They have to hit it at a perfect time to make sure they have fuel to the end. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tight if it goes green the rest of the way. And, and you know, Kyle Moyer, we just talked to him. He's a he's a smart guy. Did he just have McLaughlin go to the back to try to save some fuel right now? Because he said it was going to be really tight. That could be the situation. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll power your leader by three-tenths of a second over Rita's VK at the XBEL 375. Today's race is brought to you by Coors Light, the official beer of the NTT IndyCar Series. Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Uh, coming up on 175 laps complete, Will Power, Rita's VK, Scott Dixon, Scott McLaughlin, Marcus Erickson, the top five, and Nick Yeoman. If over the past year or so, Jimmy Johnson has finished 19th, 20th, or 21st, has said he's been having fun. I can only imagine what uh, smile is going to be on his face and how much fun he's having today. He's inside the top ten. When he came to IndyCar a year ago, Mark, I think we all kind of scratched his head that he only was wanted to do the road and street circuits because this is his style of racing, racing on ovals, and in the last couple laps, Jimmy Johnson passed
pass to the IndyCar champion Alex Pelot to get into the top ten and just went around the outside of Santino Ferrucci to jump into ninth. Mark, he has had a quiet, clean, and efficient day. Super impressed with the seven-time NASCAR champ. And uh, he's currently running in the ninth position. Ferrucci, tenth. Christian Lungard, eleventh. How about J.R. Hildebrand, Davey? He's got A.J. Foyt in that eleventh car up to thirteenth. Yeah, some good runs late in this race. You have to be there to have a good finish. Right now, they're kind of getting stacked up. we just seen Erickson really get slow as Newgard went by Dixon as well. Dixon back up to speed now, but man, it's exciting right now. A lot of the guys' tires are good. Some of them are wearing off. Speeds are changing, but what a good run, as you just said, for Hildebrand in that 13th position. Struggled. I mean, this is his first time back in IndyCar for a long time, so good run for him as well. Well, Newgard and McLaughlin may have very well been engaging in some tire management, Davey Hamilton, and uh, because they are back on the move again. Nick Yeoman, it looks like Scott McLaughlin now has his teammate Will Power in the crosshair. Yeah, just made a nice pass around Renus VK to jump into second, and now he's about four car lengths behind Will Power. Both of those drivers jump to the bottom of the racetrack. Power will lead this long train out of turn number four. How much longer can he hold off his teammate Scott McLaughlin? And meanwhile, Marcus Erickson is working on Renus VK. That was almost a side-by-side battle into turn number one, but Erickson lifts a little bit. You can throw the proverbial blanket, Nick Yeoman, over the front four off at turn number two. Erickson's got a strong charge out of turn two. VK protects the bottom, but Erickson goes even lower. They're going to be side-by-side into turn number three. VK on the outside. Erickson has has the preferred groove on the bottom. Move Marcus Erickson, the sweet, into third. And Erickson just on the bottom of the racetrack, Davey. I'm guessing he had just a bit more grip than Renus VK. Yeah, Renus moved up just that little bit, lost some momentum, just like he did right now. As you see, he lost a little bit of momentum in one and two. Here comes Newgarden and Dixon trying to go around the outside of him going down in turn three. Yep, Joseph Newgarden is on the prowl as well, and Newgarden, Nick Yeoman, is going to be able to make the pass on Renus VK. VK's to car starting to fade a bit as Newgarden passes him, checks out. Here comes Scott Dixon, multi-time winner here at Texas. Marky's going to try to go the long way around, thinks better of it, jumps out of the throttle. He'll allow VK to hold on to that fifth spot for now. He runs out of room, and what that has done is that has allowed seven plays running Colton Herta, Nick Yeoman, to close. Yeah, Herta is right there following Scott Dixon into turn number three. It's amazing. And once you lose a little momentum, you got to gather it back up. Looks like Dixon's got a strong run out of turn four, Mark. Yeah, really strong run to the start-finish line. He's going to go to the high side. We'll see if Renus VK can hold on to the spot. Doesn't look like he's going to. Just behind them, though, Pagino Herta. That's starting to heat up a little bit. Boy, they nearly touched the center of turns uh, one and two as Pagino made the pass, and he's not done. Mark, he'll jump to the outside, trying to get around Renus VK for the sixth spot. Davey, Renus VK made the elbows bloody wide for Simon Pagino off at turn number two. Made it hard for him to do, but man, lost a lot of momentum. Jimmy Johnson actually passed Herta, and Lundquist is trying to, Lungard is trying to pass Herta as well. Lungard, right now, they're slow. We see Erickson going to second place, going around McLaughlin. He has a run on Will Power going to turn three. Underneath him for the lead, and he takes the lead. Erickson's in front. Side-by-side battle. Marcus Erickson grabs the top spot, and meanwhile, Will Power's doing all he can, Nick Yoba, to hold on to that second position. Boy, he was awful slow out of turn number four. That's going to open the bottom for Scott McLaughlin. McLaughlin slips to the inside. He'll move into the second spot. Great racing, Mark, through without the pack. Lungard and Herta going side-by-side side into turn number one. Lungard had to lift a little bit. Meanwhile, just in front of them, Newgarden and Dixon. That's a good battle to the halfway point of the back straightaway. How about Jimmy Johnson now? He's looking to the inside of Renus VK. That's for the seventh spot. VK runs the top side. He's going to carry a little bit of momentum. He'll hold off Jimmy Johnson in his stout day for now. At lap 185 complete this time by Davey Hamilton. Lots of great action as those tires start to go away. Okay.
Yeah, I, I think two more laps. I think if they can make it two more laps, come in, I think they can make it on fuel. They're going to still have to save, guys, but I think they're going to be close. I see right now VK is set up, so don't be surprised. He's coming. He's on pit lane right now, VK. Is. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we just heard from uh, just off air from uh, Michael Young and Jake Query that the fact that some of those teams are starting to scurry and scatter about a little bit. Redis VK, boy, I tell you what, he came in awfully hot, and you got to wonder if he might hear from race control about a pit speed violation. But anyway, the so machine this last step toward the last 10 laps or so michael young he's been on rails at texas motor speedway we will see how he fares once he gets these new firestone firehawks on he hit his marks perfectly little trouble with that right front they added a full turn to that front way great stop final stop Rudis vk down and away yeah that was a clean one for sure we see the cambridge machine of colton herta he's been running consistently in the top 10 all day long he too is coming to pit road so again what it boils down to we are stopping under green flag conditions and uh, timing is going to be everything and one thing's for sure pr- should be a pretty clean Clean in and out for Colton Herta Davy because he chose a pit position right near one of the wide open breaks here at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, we have a huge left front problem. Gun yep. stuck on. Colton Will is going to take him completely out of contention. He'll he'll come out almost to dead last or two laps down. Uh, man, what a tough break for Colton Herta, and it was clearly an issue with the left front. They could not get that gun disengaged from that car, Michael Young. Uh, they were working on it, Mark. I glanced over the pit wall and saw the trouble on that front left tire. It was a good three to four seconds before they were finally able to get that locked up, that gun off, and get Colton down and away. What a horrible finish for Andretti Autosport. A rough day here at Texas Motor Speedway. And the leader, Marcus Erickson, just passed him coming off of turn number two. This report from the pits brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Certainly, uh, this has uh, been an incredible day, Davey Hamilton. A lot of twists and turns to the race at Texas Motor Speedway. Hey, it's not, it's not going to end either, you guys, because the they're, they're going to barely make it on fuel. What does that tell us? The tires are going to be absolutely wore out at the end of this race. It's going to be the best guy just hanging on to this car is going to win this thing. Pit stops continue, Jake Query. Christian Lungard came in. Really good stop here routine. They're waiting for the fuel. Now it seemed as though they had the fuel. They had a Buckeye problem. Now Christian Lungard, who came in in the eighth position, can't get his car going. So a disastrous stop. The fuel Buckeye has to go back in. They couldn't have it. The leader, Scott McLaughlin, coming to you, Michael. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin will surrender that second position. He'll hit his spots for the final time. Will Power was actually laid out, guys. They brought him back in to allow them both clean stops. Lungard's machine just not making it off pit late. Great final stop. No changes. Scott McLaughlin down and away. Jake Query. Joseph Newgarden now comes in as Marcus Erickson, who is the leader, stays out on track. Newgarden comes in. Let's see what happens with that PPG machine. Will Power now headed towards Michael Young. We'll watch Joseph Newgarden. Four tires go in. This is a really good stop. Joseph Newgarden down and away. Will Power on pit road as well, Michael. They're going to work on Will Power's car. They'll take their final tear off off. They're waiting, holding, waiting for that right rear. A little bobble at the very end, but Will Power hitting that throttle. He will go and file in about two car lengths behind Joseph Newgarden. And it looks like Simon Pashto is going to come off of pit road just behind them. We see the PNC bank machine of Scott Dixon making his way onto pit road. And it looks like Marcus Erickson won't be far behind him, Davey Hamilton. So the Ganassi team's going to come to pit road. Matter of fact, wait, Davey, is that Erickson coming off of turn four now? Yeah, yeah, that's Erickson right now coming on pit line. That team did the perfect job. They let Scott Dixon pit first, which he's in the front pit. So Erickson's going to have a clean in and a clean out. Our leader's in right there. Uh, Michael Young. Marcus Erickson. Yeah, Marcus Erickson in for his final start. 
Gustav got boy slow getting to that pit box. A lot of the guys waiting until the very last second that slided in. Marcus Erickson, smooth and easy. Looks like they had no problems, no issues, and no changes. Final stop, Marcus Erickson exits pit lane. So fortunately, pretty clean among the front runners, Davey, with the pressure of pitting under uh, green flag conditions. Yeah, Ed Carpenter, been running in the back of this field, finds himself in the lead with Maluka second, Eilat third, Pato Ward in fourth. That's all going to change. It looks like Erickson right now in that uh, He may cycle out back to the lead. We'll have to see. Right now, he's in pretty good position to be uh, the Nick leader Hill. when he gets back on. Nick Yeoman, you've got a peek at him coming off of uh, the, the pit lane in turn number two. He did get off awful quickly, but it looks like that Renus VK and Scott McLaughlin got out ahead of him. Joseph Newgarden just made the pass as well, so pitting a little bit later might not have worked as well, but as Davey talked about for the guys that uh, opened the pit window up, someone like Renus VK, he may jump to the race lead, but man, it's going to be tight on fuel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Scott McLaughlin, uh, he pitted on lap 191. Renus VK pitted on lap 186. The guys running in front of them who have yet to pit, Ed Carpenter last pitted on lap 124, David Malukas on lap 126, Callum Eilat on lap 136, and Pato Award on lap 117. And again, Davey, all of those guys need to come to pit road. Yeah, they all have to come to pit road. So the way I see it, cycling out right now, it looks like McLaughlin will be the leader with new guard behind him. VK Erickson, it looks like, will be the top th- or top four when they all cycle through. And uh, with 50 laps to go, Davey, it's going to be a sprint to the finish for sure. As it looks like Marcus Erickson, Nick Yeoman, trying to pick up a spot on Joseph Newgard. Going wheel to wheel through turns one and two. They're going to stay side by side at the exit of turn two. Which driver is going to give? Newgarden on the bottom, Erickson on the outside. Mark, it looks like Newgarden will edge ahead into turn three. Yeah, Joseph going to grab that spot for sure, and it's VK, Newgarden, and Erickson, all of those guys slugging it out now on the start-finish line at Texas Motor Speedway. They thought about going three wide, but wisely backed out of it. It looks like Erickson can do nothing right now, Nick Gilman, but watch Joseph Newgarden pull away. Yeah, they were both trying to get around the slower lap car of David Malukas. Will Power will dispatch him now as they race back into turn number three. Again, this will probably shape out to be the battle for third. Marcus Erickson, strong charge mark out of turn four. And Malukas and Eilat are the two guys we're waiting to come to pit road before we cycle back out to the lead to Scott McLaughlin. Erickson has a fast race car, Nick Yeoman, as he starts to draw a beat on Joseph Newgarden. Husky Chocolates, the sponsorship on that red and white race car. He won two races a year ago at Detroit and Nashville. What a feather in the cap if he can score his first oval win. He's got to get around one of the best, Joseph Newgarden, out of turn four. Well, these guys know get to the bottom of the racetrack because that's the fast way around here. Question is, Nick Gilman is Joseph Newgarden going to leave enough room for Marcus Erickson into turn number one? Well, Newgarden's car, I think, Mark, is just a little too strong for Erickson to completely completely get alongside entering turn number one. He'll get back in line, do a little drafting into turn three. Now, speaking of that draft, Davey Hamilton, how much can that benefit Marcus Erickson going down the back straightaway? Well, you definitely get some, but but you have to, it doesn't help you unless you have the run coming off at of turn two. Then that little extra draft helps you shoot by. But I'll tell you, this is going to be an exciting end of this race right now because, as I said, fuel is going to barely make it, but tires are going to be wore out. And right now, how impressed is this? Jimmy Johnson in eighth place ahead of both his teammates, Dixon and Pelo. So pretty impressive run for Jimmy Johnson on the ovals where he's more comfortable. Yeah, the pit strategy gamble continues for Callum Eilat. He last pitted on lap 136, but Dave, you look at that lap speed, he's running speeds of about 196 miles per hour. 
Yeah, I mean, he just matter of time. He needs to shoot in here just momentarily because he has no speed whatsoever as he comes up pit lane right now, Mark. Uh, so that turns the focus back to Renus VK, uh, who last pitted on lap 186. Scott McLaughlin, Joseph Newgarden, Erickson Power, Pagino, Jimmy Johnson all in the top ten. And as we say that, uh, it continues to roll over. So uh, let's go back again. VK, McLaughlin, Newgarden, Erickson Power, then Pagino, Johnson, Nick Dixon, Pillow, and Santino Ferrucci, the top ten. Then Herta, Hildebrand, Carpenter, Lundgaard, and Malukas through 15th. Then the Pottawa Ward. Uh, then Dalton, Kellett, Cotter Daly. All of these cars out of the race. Uh, Sato, Rosaquist, Ray Hall, Castro Nevis, Francesco, Kyle Kirkwood, and Grosjean. Alexander Rossi will finish 27th today. With uh, 204 laps complete, time to take a hot lap with Jake Query. Scott McLaughlin is the guest of our 90-second hot lap. He is with Team Penske. Let's get right to it here. You ready? Yep. First question, you're ordering a pizza. What do you get on it? Plain. I'm a margarita guy. I, I love a big New York-style cheese pizza. Awesome. Now, margaritas themselves, do you enjoy a margarita from time to time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> you just got that. Yes, I do. I don't mind a drink. <laughs> uh, what is your biggest vice? Would it be an ice-cold margarita? There's got to be something when you kick back. Uh, no, I love a good pale ale beer. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a craft beer. Go and check out some breweries and hang out and, and, and check it all out. In terms of the United States, you are native to those that are not familiar. You are native to New Zealand. Mm. What part of the United States has been the biggest cultural change for you? Probably New York City. Uh, it's it's so busy, so different to what I'm used to. Um, every person in the world there uses their horn. It's just it's out. It's quite abnormal. <laughs> Maybe the answer is the same here. But what is your favorite city that you visited? I I love Charlotte. I, I've really enjoyed. Charlotte. I haven't been to a huge amount of places. Um, I'd love to go to Denver. I think Denver would be a cool place to check out. But yeah, I've got plenty of places on my list. Favorite movie? Batman. All the Batmans. Favorite TV show that you binge watched? Uh, let's go um, Afterlife by Ricky Gervais. Oh, that's that's really good. That's, that's funny. Got to like his sense of humor. Yeah, I love it. That's what Scott <laughs> McLaughlin, your 90-second hot lap is complete. Thank you. Thirteen laps complete. Scott McLaughlin with a three-tenths of a second lead over Joseph Newgarden. But uh, Nick Yeoman, it might not be what's behind him that's a concern. It might be what's in front of him. Yeah, I mean, this has kind of been the problem for Scott McLaughlin all day. Dominant car. I wouldn't say it's the dominant car. One of the fastest cars on the racetrack. But every time he has caught lap traffic after pit sequences, he's had a hard time getting around him. And that's why Joseph Newgarden, Mark, right now as they enter turn one, is about four car lengths back. The bigger concern for Team Penske is does this allow Marcus Erickson, who's 1.3 seconds back into the picture. What about Will Power, Renus VK, Simon Pagino, who are four to five seconds back for Scott McLaughlin? He needs to get around these lap cars as fast as possible. You think about the championships that Joseph Newgarden has won, Davey Hamilton, in terms of experience and being a cagey veteran. Joseph Newgarden, uh, you know that his mind is constantly working in terms of his efforts to overtake his teammate. Yeah, sure enough, and McLaughlin just got by a lapper, and, and uh, now Newgarden's going to put a fight to get by him as well to try to keep that distance minimal. But you're right, Newgard has the experience. He knows how to win these oval races, and, and uh, boy, what a tough guy to have behind him. Now, McLaughlin, I know he has a bit of a lead right now, but there's a lot of laps to go. What do we have, 35, 34 to go? So uh, a lot of things can happen in that amount of time. A couple of drivers that we continue to keep an eye on, and they continue to impress. Jimmy Johnson, first oval race, currently running in the seventh 
solid position. And I mean, he has been in the top 10 solidly most of this day, Davey Hamilton. But again, uh, as happy as we are for Jimmy Johnson, I think if you're Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, I, I don't. And maybe even if you're not a part of that race team, how impressive is Santino Ferrucci? Did not get into the race car until this morning. Had eight or nine laps of warm up, and he finds himself in the top ten. No, I mean this kid's got super talent, and, and I mean what a great opportunity for him. And I agree. I mean they're going to be extremely happy with him. He's done a great job uh, just by not having the laps. I mean, I don't know how, how I can tell you how important that is. He, he's really amazing on, on what he's doing. And Jimmy Johnson, what you just said, leading all of his teammates, how impressive is that? I mean, this is, I think that if he would race ovals last year, his confidence would have risen much quicker and, and probably had more success than all the rest of the tracks as well. So it's great to see him having such a great run behind you know, an Indy 500 winner, a champion of Simon Pagenaud trying to pass him. And Nick Gilman, you've had a bird's eye view of some passes he's made to the high side today. Talking about Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, no, it's been awful impressive. I mean, clearly he has a good feel for that race car, and it's why, Mark, as we kind of look ahead to the month of May, you give Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, a couple weeks of practice, I think he's going to be a factor with how good Ganassi's cars are. He, he has looked very comfortable, much more comfortable today than he has on any of the road and street circuits, and he's running down Simon Pagano right now, trying to get into that sixth spot. And Nick Yeoman, there are more cars in terms of lap traffic running in front of your leader, Scott McLaughlin, now as he sets up for turn two. Yep, the first car is David Malukas, the one right ahead of Malukas is another rookie in Christian Lungard, and Scott McLaughlin has caught both of them. Problem for McLaughlin is so has Joseph Newgarden. They're separated by about four car lengths out of turn four, Mark, across the line, which is 26 laps to go. Yep, 26 laps to go this time by Davey, and if we reach the point, not that they aren't always in constant communication, but uh, are the spotters for McLaughlin and Newgarden really leaning on the spotters of those cars that are a lap, uh, about to be a lap down? <laughs> I don't, they're definitely leaning on them. They're up there having a conversation, pleading with them to let them by um, and, and just so they could go race. But they're right in front of them. They have a race as well. So um, you'd li- like to say they're going to pull over and let you, uh, let you have clean green racetrack. Update from Michael Young on pit road. Yeah, they might be, not be so quick to want to get around those lap cars. Kyle Moore has been coaching Scott McLaughlin, saying, use these lap cars, help us get enough fuel to make it to the end. Although I think they're probably good enough. Renus VK's on the outside of that window, potentially. But Scott McLaughlin doing his best to use these lap cars to kind of buffer that window for the fuel strategy and get him to the end. Maybe see him start to explode here with about 10 to 15 to go. Uh, so, Davey, it would make sense because if you look at it among the top five. McLaughlin last pit at lap 191. Newgarden 192. Erickson lap 194. It looks like lap 192 for Power. 192 for Paggio. Redis VK they said he might be a little short. He last pitted on lap 186. Yeah, the best the best car out there really is Erickson. He he has 194. I think he can go full rich to end of this race and really give himself an opportunity. I forgot he's also Jimmy Johnson's teammate running in, in that third position. So good run by the, all the Ganassi cars. But watch out for Erickson. If his tires um, hold on, he, he has more fuel than everybody else, so he can run more power to the end. And, and speaking of Rena VK, Mark, he just lost two more spots. Simon Pagano got around him to take the fifth spot, and Jimmy Johnson made the pass to move into sixth. 
Six. So clearly, VK is in save it, try to make it to the end mode as he is continuing to tumble down the order. Yeah, that's about eight or nine laps of fuel, and that is plenty. But, Davey, we have seen, even though it's only a lap or two between Newgarden, McLaughlin, and Erickson, uh, we have seen less than a lap of, of fuel cost guys races in the past. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you have to have all of it because if they're so close, if you just stumble so slightly, you're going to lose a, lose enough momentum to lose that position. I mean, they don't have enough of a lead on each other to, to run low on fuel and still be able to win. Uh, was it 97, 98? I think your first couple of stops, as memory recalls, in the 14 car for A.J. Foyt, they had a little trouble figuring out the fuel mileage. Didn't you run out of fuel coming down pit road first couple of stops? Yeah. Yeah, I actually did. We just had the issue with uh, with our telemetry not reading us the right numbers and had some fuel issues. So not fun when you run out of fuel on racetrack and have to coast all the way around. We still kind of salvaged the finish, but uh, but never good when you run out of fuel, when especially at the end of a race. I won't remember where I parked my car when I walk out of the building, but I, I, I certainly remember that for some reason. You know? <laughs> so 19 laps to go. Top 10, McLaughlin, Newgarden, Erickson, Power, and Pagino, the top five. John Johnson 6th, Dixon 7th, VK is 8th, Pelot is ninth, and Santino Ferrucci is 10th, and Scott McLaughlin on a Sunday afternoon cruise, Nick Gilman. And real quickly, Mark, how about a shout-out to the guy running right behind Ferrucci, uh, two spots behind, J.R. Hildebrand running in the 12th spot. Yep. Looks like he just lost another spot to Christian Lungard. He's had a nice day. But you're right, up front with 18 laps to go, Scott McLaughlin's kind of maintaining down the back straightaway, about a 5-6 to six car length advantage down the back straightaway into turn 3. And Davey's so disappointing for A.J. Foyt with uh, what happened to Kyle Kirkwood with the incident he had in touching that, ending up against that wall coming down the main straightaway because I think Kyle Kirkwood was poised for a pretty solid finish for them today, (laughs) too. I think he would have been right in the thick of things, as you say right now. I mean, he was he would have been in good position because he was running ahead of Johnson, ahead of uh, Pagano, and with power in those guys. So, uh, you know, it could have been a top-five finish for that car. Uh, so you hear, uh, as Michael Young told us a few moments ago, Kyle Moyer is coaching Scott McLaughlin over the final few laps of this race as we've got a car very slow. It looks like the 30 car, Nick Gilman, awfully slow coming off of turn number four. Yeah, Christian Lungard was super slow, and that has kind of bunched things up. Not sure if he got the wall or not. In fact, it looks like the front wing is uh, flopping around a little bit, so there is damage to that race car. Scott McLaughlin's going to try to take advantage of it, Mark. He blitzes around J.R. Hildebrand to put a lap car in between himself and Newgarden and Erickson. Yeah, so he's got a bit of a buffer now, but Davey, back to those conversations between Kyle Boyer and Scott McLaughlin. Were you the kind of driver that wanted a lot of coaching toward the close of a race, or did you want radio silence in this situation? No, in this situation, you want a guy like Kyle Moyer in your ear telling you what you need to do, because as a driver, you just go as fast as you can at all costs, and that's not really the thing to do. I mean, you need your strategist, you need to know how much fuel you have, and when you when you need to save, and when you don't. And so having Kyle Moyer in your ears, I think a big plus for McLaughlin. Marcus Erickson going to try to track down those front two. Uh, Nick Yeoman, was he able to clear that lap traffic? Yeah, they were. They were all able to get around him, so now it's again McLaughlin, Newgarden, Erickson, one, two, three here as we get into the closing stages of this race. And Redis VK is getting ready to fall into the ninth position, and we got to believe he's in full fuel-saving mode. A couple of updates from pit road with 14 laps to go. We'll start with Michael Young. 
Elmore just got on the radio and said, you're good to go. So expect Scott McLaughlin to take off. He put himself about five car lengths between he and J.R. Hildebrand. Scott McLaughlin, as I said, good to go with fuel to the end of this race. Jake Query? Put a bow tie on Christian Lungard's incident. You guys were right. There was some contact. He came in. They went ahead and changed the tires, but they also changed the nose. Sent that rookie back out in car number 30. Uh, so, uh, again, the issues for Eilat, if we saw, he needed that, that, that front nose cone assembly to be adjusted on that race car. Replaced, we should say. And uh, maybe one thing's for sure. I mean, that's not an ideal scenario, but because of the way those cars are manufactured now, that's turned into a pretty quick change in the NTT IndyCar Series. Yeah, very quick change. They can do it so fast, and it's good to have that. It just saves your car and making sure that you can you know, continue on with the race right now. And so very, very impressive the way they do the nose pieces now. And uh, Nick Yeoman, uh, while certainly the winner's going to grab some headlines, I think Jimmy Johnson's going to grab a fair amount of headlines today, too. Oh, he just got an incredible run out of turn two one lap ago and set up and passed Simon Pagano down into turn number three. He has moved into the fifth spot, about five seconds behind Will Power. So unless we get a caution, that might be as far up as that car's going to go. But what an oval debut for Jimmy Johnson. Running in fifth now, Mark, with under 10 laps to go. Yes, uh, we you, you heard us right. The oval debut for Jimmy Johnson. And uh, Davey, I tell you, as Nick Yeoman alluded to just a few moments ago, this is going to make more than a few people wonder uh, just uh, whether or not Jimmy Johnson is going to be a contender when we get to the month of May at the Indianapolis <laughs> well, Motor Speedway. Well, you know, we've talked about this off air a lot that I just thought that he he's an oval racer. He knows how to do it. He'll get used to these race cars just knowing the limitations of it. But we know he has the talent to win on ovals. And, man, he's proven it right now. And he's, he's you know, continuing to pick his way forward right now all by himself on this front straightaway. So he has a pretty big gap for the next car in front of him, which is Will Power. But how impressive is that to be in the top five? Alex Below continues to be on the charge. And it looks like Simon Pagano slowing a bit, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, he's fading as all three Ganassi cars got around him. In fact, Simon's really slow out of turn number two. Pottawa Ward, the lap car, is going to swoop to the inside. But Pagano moments ago was running fifth. Now, Mark, with eight to go, he's falling to the eighth spot. Bottom line is, Davey, with about seven laps to go, I think what it boils down to for a lot of these guys, that those those tires are just flat going to be gone. Yeah, the flag going to be gone. Matter of fact, the speed's right now, 208 for McLaughlin, 208 for Newgarden, 208 for Erickson. They're running nose to tell. But in fourth place, 205 for Power, still pulling away. But right now, McLaughlin's having to deal with, of all people, we think it's going to be for the lead, but it's not. It's the go a lap down, and that's Colton Hurtis in front of McLaughlin, wishing he'd pull over and give him some free racetrack. And to the issues of Simon Pagano, J.D., he just ran a blistering 198-mile-an-hour lap. Yeah, obviously, there's a huge fuel savings there or something going on. He last pitted on lap 192. Shouldn't be that low on fuel, but something's going on. The the tires just took off. He got up in the bad racetrack. He got marbles on his tires. Not sure what, but man, what, he lost a ton of speed. Five laps to go, Nick Yeoman, and uh, Joseph Newgarden's got some work to do. Yep, there are three drivers in the mix for the race win here. Scott McLaughlin by about four car lengths over Joseph Newgarden. Another four or five back to Marcus Erickson as all three of these leaders trying to get around Colton Herta. Looks like McLaughlin's going to have a chance into turn number one, Mark. And Colton Herta, Davey, is going to go a lap down and he's currently being shown at 12th. Yeah, what happened right there? He actually pulled over, let McLaughlin go by. I think he intended to let Newgarden go by as well. Unfortunately, they got to turn one too fast. Herta did not want to be on that outside lane, and so it blocked Newgarden. But we'll see if he'll let him by down the front straightaway. Yes, he did. He's up high. Newgarden's by, but man, left a big 10-car length gap between Newgarden and McLaughlin. Almost a 
tenths of a second lead for Scott McLaughlin, Nick Yeoman. Yep, and on the racetrack, that equates to about ten car lengths as they make their way down the back straightaway with three and a half laps to go. Scott McLaughlin driving that Expel car. Joseph Newgarden pedaling. Mark, does he have anything left for McLaughlin? Looks like Newgarden's closing out of turn four. He has closed it down to two tenths of a second now as they reach the start-finish line. He's within two car lengths into turn number one. Joseph Newgarden has been in the mix all day long. Scott McLaughlin has led 184 laps down the back straightaway. The gap is four car lengths as McLaughlin set up for turn number three. Lap traffic is in front of them. However, about a half a lap in front of them. I don't know if it will become a factor or not. A strong charge off of turn number four. About a four car length advantage. It's up to three tenths of a second into turn number one. Newgarden's car wiggled a bit out of turn number four as he is trying to get everything he can through turns one and two. Down the back straightaway with a lap and a half to go. They might catch those slow cars on the last lap. I don't know if it will benefit Joseph Newgarden at all or not. Scott McLaughlin, Nick Yeoman off at turn number four. Car is planted to the bottom of the racetrack. Scott McLaughlin's going to see the white flag this time by across the start finish line. Joseph Newgarden trying to hustle and catch his teammate to deny him from winning a second straight race to open the season. Scott McLaughlin, lots of lap traffic, Mark. Bring him home down the backstretch. A whole gaggle of cars down the back straightaway, and we'll see if Scott McLaughlin has to woe up a little bit. He does, in fact. It allows Joseph Newgarden to get a half a groove higher on the racetrack. They go side-by-side into turn number four. Side-by-side to the start-finish line, and Joseph Newgarden will steal the win on the last quarter lap of the race. He wins the XFL 375. Left traffic came into play, Davey Hamilton. Joseph Newgarden steals the win at Texas Motor Speedway. Wow, what amazing. Nick, you picked him. You had the right pick with Newgarden, and he pulled it off on the last quarter. McLaughlin had the space. He just lifted a little bit too much. Couldn't get the momentum back, and here came Newgarden around that outside and just barely clipped him to the line. What a race. A wild and crazy day. Joseph Newgarden, your winner here at Texas Motor Speedway. in late 90s, early 2000s flashbacks of Texas Motor Speedway. A photo finish, and Joseph Newgarden leads the one that counts. He gets to the start-finish line first. And that's how they—that's how we're used to doing it, man. What a what a race. What a great race by these guys hanging on. You don't know how much they're fighting with a tire tag and the f- saving fuel, but another impressive run. You know, Scott Dixon came out of nowhere past Jimmy Johnson the last lap as well to get that fifth spot, but what a great run for Jimmy running sixth. Uh, just outstanding run. Run. Jay Query, Scott McLaughlin, led 186 laps today. Tim Sendrick comes up to talk to Scott McLaughlin, and the reality is Scott McLaughlin, that's about as close as it gets. It just seemed like from here the traffic got in the way, but what was your vantage point? Yeah, I, I was running out of tires at the end there, and uh, I, I knew I was going to be in trouble if I caught them, and they just caught each other at the wrong spot. And um, but so glad for, yeah, everyone's seen Penske. 600 wins for the team. So um, gutted I couldn't do a fax pal at the home race. I think the fans had a, a hell of a show in from us all today. And, um, yeah, it's all right. We're there. <laughs> Are you an oval specialist? Seems like it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just I have great people around me. Um, you know, and, and that are helping me, uh, you know, grow and, and as a person and uh, and as a driver. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty 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 gutted. This will hurt, but at the end of the day, it's a great team win. Great points day as well for Scott McLaughlin, who comes home second behind his teammate Joseph Newgarden. Uh, what a class answer! 28 point lead for him and Davey Hamilton. Uh, that's a guy that's got a pretty good head on his shoulders when he can handle <laughs> disappointment like that. Yeah, well, I tell you, he has to. I you know I, it's hard. 
to get second because I've been there and the close races like this, and it's 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 just gut wrenching. But when he goes back and thinks about this race, what a great race he ran! Led so many laps. Uh, he's stout on the ovals right now, and just the the lap cars, he caught up just at the wrong moment, as he said, and nobody had tires left. And when he had to lift that slight bit, it's just so hard to get the momentum back. But here come New Garden. How many times did we see Sam Hornish Jr. come off the high side and turn number four <laughs> yeah. and steal a race at Texas Motor Speedway? Incredible. Yeah. How about Jimmy Johnson? Going to gain plenty of headlines for this one, Jake Query. Jimmy Johnson is out of his car. He comes home sixth. That was, and it seemed like a late race charge from you, like you were kind of feeling it out, and then it was go time. But take me through your thoughts on your IndyCar Oval debut. What, what a great experience. Um, so thankful for the support that I've had from Chip Ganassi Racing. All my teammates, team members, the folks at Carvana, Honda, um, American Legion. It's, it's been, a, been a fun journey. Ally Bank, they've been with me from my NASCAR days and came over. And um, I really felt like when I got a chance to run on the ovals, I'd be able to improve my, my competitiveness. And I took my time today just making sure that I, I got every lap that I could. And I grew confident in uh, the cars and traffic, the tools, how to use them, when to use them, green flag stops, you know, all the little pieces and then put together a really nice day. Was it more waiting for the car to come to you or maybe you to come to the car? Yeah, the car's been there. And honestly, it has the last two years. I mean, this, this equipment at Chip Ganassi Racing is spot on. And it's just me trying to figure it out. And, and there are so many new things. Um, you know, I felt like I... Uh, I just felt like when I got back on the ovals that it would come to me, and it took me a little longer. I mean, I had a couple test sessions, and then yesterday, and then about mid-race today, um, I really kind of felt connected to the car, the adjustments, what to do in traffic, and, and off we went. Good to have you here. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate Jimmy it. Jimmy Johnson. Michael Young? We're here in Victory Lane with our winner, Joseph Newgarden. Uh, just grabbed a snack. What is those, Are those almonds? What did you grab there? A little snack before you got out of the car? And there's some, bu- there's some uh, pecans from Bucky's. Bucky pecans. See, that's that's the way to celebrate a victory. Well-deserved win. I know you were struggling in the back, trying to find a spot to get around. Lap traffic played into it, and at the very end, it ended up helping you more than anything else. I've never... That's too big. I've never been so fired up after a win. That's the coolest race win we've ever had on the two-car by far. I went into 3-4 in the last lap, and I, if, I said, if I'm hitting the fence, I'm hitting the fence, but I'm, go, I'm going high. And, uh, you know, this, the team did an amazing job. I, hated, I hate doing that to Scott. He led like 95% of the laps or whatever it was, um, but we had an unbelievable car. It's number 600. This, this is win 600 for Team Penske right here, which is so special. So happy for the whole crew, the PPG car, Team Chevy. Uh, let's come back to Texas. Scott came in to pit lane and congratulated you. I think he was just as happy for you as you were happy for his run today. What did you guys say? Look, he's a class act. He's a great guy. Um, he's going to be around for a long time, clearly. Uh, but we both wanted to win today. You know, we were driving the wheels off these cars, and that's what it takes. If you want to get a win, you gotta you got to put it all on the line. And uh, that's what it came down to at the end. Did a great job today. Congratulations. You're going to get some pistols, uh, pistols and, a, and a cowboy hat. You're good to go. Oh, yeah. Full treatment, baby. boy. Congratulations. Joseph Newgarden, win number three here at the Texas Motor Speedway. To Jake Query. Scott Dixon is out of that number nine PNC bank machine. Let me interrupt as he talks to Mike Hole here real quick. Sometimes you come home with the top five and you think, man, there was more in there. I should... And then other times maybe you think, hey, we got the most out of that car. Which day, which way did your day go? Uh, it was definitely a very average day. I made some bad, some poor choices. I think on fuel we could have gone a little bit earlier uh, on that pack, and I think Marcus kind of he they told him to go a bit earlier than us, and you know he got got inside of us, and then I kind of got out in the dirty stuff and kind of got checked up and just made it tough. And then actually coming out of the pits, the 77 
he was doing like I nearly smashed into the back of him and then I got trained by another three or four cars so um, had to try and recoup that towards the end uh, Jimmy did an awesome job it was fun to race yeah you had kind of a battle with Jimmy at the end there yeah it was a little uh, little crazy there for a bit um, but yeah just uh, car was super loose at the end we made uh, probably some incorrect changes there but um, all in all you know uh, happy for the whole team with having such great run and, and uh, you know great, great job by the ad car it's always fun to watch. Congratulations on the top five. Thanks, man. Scott Dixon. Mark? Well, uh, Davey, the battle for the Manufacturers Championship. Uh, good day for Chevy. 187 to 137. They lead Honda. They grab three of the top four spots. Wow, what a start, right? Winning the, the first two events of the year right out of the box. Uh, something we haven't seen Chevy do for a while, so congratulations to them. Still going to be close. Only two races in. Uh, there's a gap, a 50-point gap between them, but that can close up quickly. Marcus Erickson finished third today, Jake Query. Podium finish for Marcus Erickson because what goes better with champagne than some husky chocolate? Good run for you. Yeah, that's a good mix, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you very much. It was a uh, was a tough race. You know, we we had a a car that was a bit tricky to drive at, at times, but uh, the, the guys really worked and helped me throughout the race to to give me you know a better car throughout the race, which is important on an oval. And also, you know, the pit stops and strategy was on point. So. No, really happy, a good drive and, and good points and my first oval podium, so yeah, very very good day. At the end of the run there, at the end of that last stint, did you have some go in the car still or was it starting to fall off a little? No, I was struggling with uh, with some tire wear there towards the end. I thought I was going to have that go at, uh, at Joseph and, and, and uh, Scott, but uh, yeah, I just struggled a bit with the tires there towards the end, so I just settled for that. We'll see you at Long Beach. Thank you, yeah. We Podium finish on an oval for Marcus Erickson. Uh, we do owe you an ID stations. Let's do that now. Pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is IndyCar Radio. Uh, Santino Ferrucci, an incredible ninth place finish today, Michael Young. Well, well you got to give me a second because I'm going to take your photo. Is that what I'm doing? Oh, well, we're about to do an interview for IndyCar. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> so uh, what were you doing? Were you doing a, a video for everybody? Yeah, a little selfie video explaining how the race went. I mean, from last to the top 10. <laughs> With six laps of a running in the morning here just to get make sure I fit and the car is operational. Talk to us about that day today. What a fantastic run for you. I mean, first off, hats off to this whole Letterman or David Letterman, Lanigan, Ray Hall crew. I mean, Jesus, I'm like so out of it. I can't even speak. I'm so happy to have been given the call to come here. You know, my team in Indy, Dryer, got the seat to them. They got it here. We went out, did the install, and actually Devlin's seat. So I got to do six laps and uh, couldn't even see over the steering wheel. I don't know how that's possible since he's the same height, if not shorter than me. But, um, no, they, the guys rolled out a backup car. They rebuilt a brand-new car. We go out here. We do six laps of practice, start dead last, and we end up in the top ten. You are normally not a very patient driver. You like to get out there and, and, and hustle those cars around. And able to make it to the ninth place finish today because you were patient so what did you learn today about yourself as a driver i mean not being in the seat since nashville and not having any practice this winter you know today and getting into the groove was just you know it was very adamant to not go a lap down and to stay on it and taking the green flag and then getting our lap back and then the cautions and watching graham honestly and the confidence he had in the car i just i was like you know what 
car can do it, I can do it, let's go do it. So we had some fun. Fantastic run. We'll see it in Indianapolis. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, finish of ninth for Santino Ferrucci after finish or starting, I should say, dead last. Great run for him today. And, Michael, I wanted to give a little bit of credit as well because just two spots behind that, we're talking about a 20-year-old rookie in David Malukas who had a heck of a run in coming home in 11th, and you told me that the adrenaline is still kind of surging through you. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I can't feel anything right now, but I know that everything's bruised up. It's sore. I mean, those last laps, my eyes. I don't think I blinked until uh, 50 laps to go. Uh, so I'm not going to feel anything till uh, in the flight back home. That's when all the adrenaline is going to come down. The first round of pit stops, there was the incident where the car stalled. That caught up your teammate Takuma Sato just a little bit. What took place there? What can you learn from? Yeah, I'm still actually going to go back to him and, and hug him and say sorry. But uh, we had this issue in practice too with the uh, the, the kind of RPM being a little bit low but that was during the hot stops and we were you know using already warm tires so we thought you know when it with the cold tires it'll be fine and obviously we, we tried that pit stop there and and it failed and every pit stop after that it was so close to stalling and i really had to to run the clutch so that was a little bit sketchy every time we kind of came in the pits well you continue to get some fans today good run brought it home 11th wanted to be sure to congratulate you thank you it's david malukas yeah good stuff good to hear from him jake query so uh, jimmy johnson a uh, good run for him davy hamilton sixth position simon Pagno a solid effort and Tino Ferrucci, ninth. Rita's VK held on for a 10th place finish. David Malukas, but some guys that we normally see toward the front, some struggles today. Colton Herta finishes 12th. Takuma Sato was in contention early, and it all would arrive for him. Your pole center, Felix Rosenquist, Elio Castro Nevis, Graham Bray Hall. We had a little bit of everything, Davey, in this race today. And in the end, it was an old fashioned Texas finish with Joseph Newgarden <laughs> off the high side on the last lap. Yeah, what what a great move. And it's a guy, it's a veteran like Newgarden that knows he could do that. As he said, I'm sitting it high and I'm going. And, and Mark, they were running laps, you know, you know, 208s, 209s pretty consistently. The last lap of the race for McLaughlin was at 198. So he dropped off, you know, 10 mile an hour plus. And then Newgarden was only 200, but it was enough to, to get by him. That two mile an hour makes that big of a difference. And Erickson was a 203. So times were falling. You know, these guys, the tires were absolutely junk at the end. And man, they, they drove their hearts out to, and, and both Scott and Newgarden drove their hearts out to get that one two finish. Well done. As always, safe travels. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks. Hey, stay with us, folks. When we come back, Jim McKellar will join us to preview the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Next up for the NTT IndyCar Series is one of the most iconic events in all of motorsports. It's April 10th, the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. The president and CEO of the Grand Prix Association of Long Beach, Jim McKellion, joins us now. And, Jim, like all of us, I'm sure you're happy with the return to some semblance of normalcy. You're back to a spring date. And share with our fans the action-packed weekend schedule you've got on board. Well, yes, we are very delighted to be back in, in springtime in uh, Southern California. 20 days to go, and we'll be racing here on the streets of Long Beach. Uh, we've got an action-packed weekend. We have six races, obviously head by headlined by the NTT IndyCar Series. We've got the IMSA Sports Cars and Robbie Gordon's uh, high-flying trucks and drifting at night. And we've added a new race here. Uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America will be running... Uh, 
their new 992 Porsches here um, uh, on races on both uh, Saturday and Sunday, and we also have the historic uh, IMSA GTP car. So it's a full weekend of racing, and in addition to that, why we'll have concerts and uh, a huge lifestyle expo and a variety of things for people to do when they come to the Long Beach Circuit. Yeah, and, and, and that leads me to my next point, Jim, but one of the things about the facility and where it's located is that it, when the track goes quiet, uh, you're located in an area which there's always plenty to see and do around the race circuit. And that's one of the attractions, uh, you know, obviously the event and the venue itself, Long Beach uh, is a very dynamic city, and we look forward to inviting 180,000-plus here uh, over the weekend to come and enjoy not only the racing but all the other activities. And and let me add, uh, Mark, that just yesterday the state of California, through the Public Health Department, announced uh, that there will be no further requirements with regard to either masks or proof of vaccination. So uh, unlike the last time the IndyCar family was here in September, why uh, the event will be open and uh, accessible to everybody, and we hope that will add to the uh, enjoyment that people experience here uh, literally 20 days from now. That's great news. President and CEO of the Grand Prix Association of Long Beach, Jim McKellion, is our guest. And, Jim, the most important things, where and how can people get tickets for this exciting weekend? If you're looking to get tickets, I'd hurry to do so. They're available online at gplb.com. You'll be able to see what's still available, and you can order online, print at home, and we hope to see you at the circuit uh, April 8th through the 10th. Jim, thank you. Good luck. We're always excited when Long Beach rolls around. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you in a bit. Uh, Full-field rundown. Joseph Newgarden, your winner. Scott McLaughlin, second. Marcus Erickson, third. Will Power, fourth. Scott Dixon, fifth. Jimmy Johnson, sixth. Alex Pelot is seventh. Simon Pagino, eighth. Santino Ferrucci, ninth. Renus VK, tenth. David Malukas, eleventh. Colton Hurd, twelfth. Ed Carpenter, thirteenth. Fourteenth, J.R. Hildebrand, fifteenth. Pato Award, sixteenth. Callum Eilat, seventeenth. Dalton Kellett, eighteenth. Connor Daly, nineteenth. Christian Lungard, Takuma Sato, twentieth. Felix Rosenquist, twenty-first. Elio Castro Neves, twenty-second. 23rd, Ray Hall, 24th, D. Francesco, 25th, Kirkwood, 26th, Grosjean, Alexander Rossi finished 27th. Scott McLaughlin led 186 laps today. Will Power led 20 laps. Erickson, 10. Kirkwood, 5. And Eilat, 5. Santino Ferrucci, plus 18 on the day. Jimmy Johnson, plus 12. Marcus Erickson and J.R. Hildebrand were plus 11. There were four cautions for 52 laps of the championship. Looks like this after two races. Uh, Scott McLaughlin is your leader by 28 points over Will Power. He leads by 30 points over defending series champion Alex Below. Joseph Newgarden with the win closes to within 32 points. This broadcast of the XBEL 375 at Texas Motor Speedway has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Coors Light, cold as the Rockies. Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Borkwater, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. The Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. By Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. 
the Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today, Davey Hamilton, helping me call the action around the track. Nick Yeoman in the pits, Michael Young and Jay Query. The chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite support by Scott Burgett. Our producer is Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James inviting you to join us Sunday, April 10th for the Accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach. And between now and then, of course, listen to today's broadcast again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.